All characters and fence based in this podcast, even those based on real people, are entirely fictional. All celebrity voices are impersonated. Poorly. The following program contains coarse language, and due to its content, it should not be listened to by anyone. This is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. This is their Thanksgiving special. I forgot. And it, like the only part that's actually Thanksgiving is with uh, well, there's the turkeys. Canadians and the turkeys. Yeah, there's turkeys. Turkeys are Thanksgiving. I think Thanksgiving is a good holiday. Well, I just it, like the food and the and the days off. Exactly. The food. There's two days, a, a full four days. Yeah, that's pretty the nice. Food is, the food is the same as Christmas for the most part, but... You get a pumpkin pie in there, and and the leftovers and everything. There's football. There's football, yeah. And there is no obligation for a present to either receive or give. Right. It's beautiful. It's just kind of hang out, eat food. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's per- it's it's a wonderful Maybe holiday. Play a game. It's a very underrated holiday. Well, people don't like it. But people don't like it. Yeah, but I think that's just because of the history behind it, and people are like to shit on okay, things like well, that. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I the way that it works sure. t- t- today. It, 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 holidays nowadays are just like the hallmark holidays. Is that's what I like to think about it as? It's like, well, nobody really. Do people actually celebrate it for the reason that it like became a thing? Probably yeah, I'm not. I'm talking about the traditions that you do. Yeah, you're just it's talking underrated about the in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you get deals on consumer goods, all good things. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's no negatives. I would wager I might I might find Thanksgiving better than Christmas, only because of the fact that it, there's guaranteed football and there's the four days in a row, yeah. all of that stuff. Now, go. they're going to put they're going to put football on Christmas, but football on Thanksgiving seems to, to go better. There was no well, I guess you don't actually hit Thanksgiving in this episode. It's just a round thing. I think it's just a round, which, which yeah. when they go all out to eat together, is that their Thanksgiving or is that just them all eating just, together? It's just all them eating together, I think. Should we actually talk about the episode now? <laughs> yeah, okay, all right, all right. Hello, everybody. I'm Kevin. I'm Rachel. And this is Shelf Life, a podcast that always bets on Jesus and also goes through pop culture. Rachel went, yeah, that's a joke. <laughs> it goes through pop culture one at a time, be that any genre, movies, TV, books, comics, games, whatever else chat GPT said we do, music, sports, or whatever, <laughs> wrestling. And we determine whether or not the item and subject at hand belongs on your shelf. Today, Rachel, what are we talking about and continuing the discussion of from the last full shelf life episode took a little bonus there break to celebrate halloween and come back what are we doing today what is up for contention to the shelf more of season one (laughs) (laughs) yeah we just keep going just just keep going more of season one of south park going back to denver colorado south park colorado i said denver Going back to South Park, Colorado. <laughs> Do that for. Otherwise, they fall under Shelf Life Selects. 
as Rachel right. has dubbed it, where <laughs> we we might want to cover parts of a television show, but we're not going to cover the whole thing. But South Park is an exception to the Shelf Life Selects rule. It gets the full Monty. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't know, know what, what I don't know is. what the full one is. Called. I don't know. Yeah, something. Yeah. Anyway, Rachel, what episode are we doing today? Actually, I'll say the episode. You can tell us what it's about. <laughs> so, t- so today we are covering episode eight from season one, which is Starvin Marvin. Yes. Rachel, what happens in Starvin Marvin? Where's Marvin from? Ethiopia. He's Ethiopian. Yep. Okay. Is he really? I thought it was something that's else. Something was an, with an N. No, that's the last one, Nairobi. That's the the candy that Wendy gave away to the Nairobi kids. Oh, but Star Marvin's from Africa. <sighs> okay. So Starvin Marvin is about the boys adopting a child from Ethiopia, and showing them American traditions with food. <laughs> Yeah, they kinda. they wanted a watch, but they got a kid. Yeah, yeah. They wanted a watch. A kid came, and then there's a B plot to it too, where these turkeys oh, have yes. been genetically engineered, and they've become self aware of what happens to turkeys. Right. I guess, and they're becoming and they've... all powerful. Yeah, they've decided to take back the power from the people. Yes, it's the Thanksgiving episode of South Park. Yes, it is the Thanksgiving. <laughs> happy, th- happy Thanksgiving out there, everyone. For those w- listening to the podcast for Thanksgiving. It's a yes, seasonal definitely. podcast. <laughs> That's right. So uh, hopefully you are you, you put your headphones on. You, there's a calamity going on in the kitchen. Yeah, go People ignore your family. The, food. <laughs> put the, the lions are playing or the cowboys are playing. You're watching probably a shitty football game. Put your headphones on. Listen to Shelf Life. Talk about Starvin' Marvin. You know, just as like a reprieve. Yeah, from, give uh, yourself a break and enjoy all the shenanigans today. But continue to, you know, snack on some food. You gotta get that food. Absolutely. You gotta get that food. As I said at the top, I do love Thanksgiving. It's a great holiday. <laughs> Underrated in the top Underrated. holidays list. Interesting. Yeah, it is. This episode came about, like we said, in our last where we covered South Park, mm-hmm. Comedy Central wanted more episodes quickly, and Matt and Trey were like, no, 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 we can't do it that fast. So they said, we'll do holiday specials. So this was like the second of the holiday specials that they did, which was for Thanksgiving and Starvin', Starvin Marvin. And like I told you, Rachel, I think they're hitting their groove at this point. They're, they're really coming around of understanding what they can do with this world, right. wh- who these characters are, and all of that kind of thing. Yeah, it does. it does feel that way. They're rounding everything out. It's they're starting to to get stuff where they want it to be, and it's kind of fun to mm-hmm. actually like go back and like analyze how how that all is is actually playing out. So let's get right into it. This is Starvin' Marvin. It was directed by Trey Parker, written by Trey Parker. It debuted on November nineteenth, nineteen ninety seven. So the episode begin. Oh, first of all, I watched the DVDs as well as your copy probably on the max yes so the dvd version always starts with them doing like a little bit before they get into the show episode okay because oh yeah i always forget that it does do that yeah 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 what's their bit this time 
they're at a ranch and they're like doing like oh hello there we're from the old west and they're doing like this oh, like <laughs> like they're intro- introducing like a like a 50s style western it's beautiful so yeah it's it's a good little bit it's a good little bit uh, the best part is at the end he trey takes out like two little like those toy pistols that make the noise when you like click them of course yeah and they both like go like because oh, uh, like, they're scared of the popping away. sound, <laughs> and and like Matt like puts his ears, and then they and then they go like, and it doesn't like little, and they like both jump. Oh, that's so kind of funny. Kinda that feels that amusing. seems kind of on. That seems like real. Yeah, like very on like, brand. Uh... Very on brand. The episode begins in earnest with the kids watching Terrence and Philip, a Thanksgiving special for Terrence and Philip. So again, they're putting themselves into the Terrence and Phillips show by having them have a Thanksgiving special. And Cartman's mom, they're all over at Cartman's house doing this. And then Cartman's mom walks in and asks them if they want cheesy poofs. And Cartman's like, get out of the way of the TV. And of course which he want does. cheesy poofs. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which is repeated a lot in this episode. It almost becomes like a saying from South Park of, yeah, we want cheesy poofs. The sponsor for Terrence and Phillip is one of those commercials. You still get them. You get them watching South Park, actually, a lot. For the ASPCA, especially. Oh, yeah, sure. About starving people and starving kids in Africa. So the sponsor for Terrence and Philip happens to be this Starving Kids in Africa commercial. Which makes sense, because you get them a lot around the holidays. Yeah. For the folks at home that aren't from the U.S. Although I don't know. I I honestly don't know if, like, do you get this around the globe? That's true. Because, I mean, in a lot of quote-unquote first world countries or western culture com- countries i could see this being a thing yeah but i am kind of curious in your australia's your is japan's your europe's yeah is it like the same way where because we get that like you know donate they're trying to make you feel guilty <laughs> it, it's essentially it's, it's pretty much a because a lot of the times they'll put the sad music they, they they want you to look at the sad children i mean it's understandable it is a horrible thing that's happening right so they're trying to make you feel guilty and want to donate something yeah to help but i do wonder if this plays slightly differently for people outside of the u.s oh yeah i'd be kind of curious yeah of how it's definitely a thing in the u.s oh yeah so at the time i don't know if she does this this anymore so they they make fun of sally struthers in this so apparently i don't remember this but apparently it was a thing and i guess it was a thing like because it was real sally struthers was in these commercials with kids from Ethiopia, different parts of Africa. And Trey and Matt thought that it was, it looked very hypocritical or just like amusing to them or like ridiculous because she's a bigger lady or was a bigger lady. Right. And she's like talking about how there's not any food here and and no one has anything to eat. And it's so like their point was like, and Maybe she's probably she like all used... dolled up, and she looks really healthy. And then she's like around all these well, kids. She's a she's a big well, lady. like not healthy, but you know what I mean. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I guess their point is like maybe you should do a voiceover because if you're like talking about all these emaciated people and you look fat, it looks stupid. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. See, doesn't that look strange? It's a little so, odd. Yeah. She looks like she does in the show a little bit. A like little obviously bit. they. Obviously they do they, exaggerate. Yeah, they make her morbidly obese and yeah, go yeah. nuts with it. But it is kind but of she, silly. She's wearing like a five-piece suit 
next yeah, to these little kids. Yeah, she's got like this blazer kids. on, and she's like she's larger, so she's larger next, especially next to like these kids and everything. Yeah. But it is kind of silly. I think they so, even made fun of her on like Saturday Night Live and stuff too. So it's like oh, it's probably it's probably a thing. It's probably like okay. she's a joke. I think at that point. So uh, Sally Struthers was also uh, she was in. I think she was in All in the Family. I think she goes back to the seventies when it comes to sitcoms. Okay. I think Stan says she doesn't look like she's having any trouble finding food there or something like that. Something. So they really let her get it. Apparently, according to Matt and Trey, they they heard this that. Sally Struthers was a fan, and she was very upset that they made fun of her. (laughs) I think in particular she was upset that they made of what they did at the end of the episode where she's hoarding the food from the Africans. Yeah, because it's like, well, that's actually opposite of what I'm trying to do. It's probably tough. It's South Park. So, like, they, you have to understand that... They well, are yeah, going they're going to make they're, fun of you, but it kind of sucks of still when you're actually trying to do something good and then sure. people, like, shit on you for it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, I think you kind of have to take it out, you know, with some... Yeah. I... Because I think I the problem is... I would be afraid is... of them making fun of me, but still. Yes. <laughs> but I, I think the problem is, like, otherwise they're just going to give it to you harder. Like, I think when they sure. realize that it made her mad or upset or whatever... She comes back in the sequel to this episode, of and course. it's worse. Of, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. I At the same time, like, 20 years later, they have PewDiePie actually in the episode, and it's like, you're South Park. You should be making fun of PewDiePie, which... Which they probably did, they though, in the episode. to didn't... do with Cartman, but at the same time, they, like, let PewDiePie, like, get the last word. We'll, we'll get to that maybe I've one I've never day, seen but... that episode. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the newer ones. The more How is it, like, newer? Because, like, he hasn't done it's that from, like, shit for, like, years that... now. He pretty much, like, retired from doing that kind of stuff. It's, like, 2016 is still modern. Oh, okay. I guess that's a few yes. years ago at this point. It's, like, almost a decade ago. <laughs> Whatever. That's interesting, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like they still make fun of people, but I guess when they have them on the show, they kind of hold back. Is that what you're trying to say? I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I get they don't have a lot of guest stars cuz like they, yeah, they I even say like that to. was the Speaking of, so we can we can probably seg- that's a good segue into this. The subplot which we'll get into is about the turkeys running amok. Jerry Seinfeld had called into the studio and said that he'd be interested in doing a voice. Apparently, oh. he was like a fan of the show and wanted to do a voice. As we've already discussed, like, George Clooney played Sparky yeah. and just did dog noises. So they were like, oh, well, we're going to come up with this show with, like, a bunch of turkeys. Like, it'd be funny if you just did the noises of the turkeys. So we would say, like, Seinfeld, you know, sorry, yeah. or, you know, but he would just be doing turkey noises. His agent didn't like that idea. Well, of course, that, but so I bet Seinfeld was probably like, hey, whatever. Like, well, that's what they did. They don't. That's what they said. They didn't even know if it ever got back to Jerry oh, because, because of the stu- oh. Jerry called them. They were like, well, let let we'll come up with an idea. Like, we'll we'll uh, pitch you an idea, and it only ever got to the agent, and the agent said no. So they don't. Mm. They were like, we don't even know if Jerry Seinfeld ever even heard what it was supposed to oh, be. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Because I have a feeling if he was, like, just a fan of the show and they, like, even said, well, like, so-and-so, George Clooney did the dog, like, you can be the turkey. He'd probably yes. be like, all right, so you just do weird animal yeah, noises when like you're a guest did, instead like of actually being something. Yeah. I think he probably would have been like, all right, and then probably came up with something and made it sound goofy and maybe Seinfeldish. 
I don't know. I don't know how yeah. I would gobble gobble as a Seinfeld, but you know, <laughs> just gobble gobble. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> there it is. Whoa, 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 whoa. There it is. That's it. I like it. Eventually, it's the, the bee movie. It's the turkey movie. Yeah, exactly. So uh, anyway, so Seinfeld could have been in this, but he is not. During the commercial, they say that if you sponsor a child, you'll get a digital sports watch for free. Yeah. And the kids are like, awesome, we've got to get this. Right. So Stan says he'll call because he knows his mom's credit card number. It's for like five bucks, too. So it's not, it's not breaking the bank here. Like, they're not... Right, uh, it's not too... They're not, it like, like, ruining it. Is it five months, it. bucks a month, or is it, like, just five bucks, period? I think it's more like you'd you you you'd like sign up to do thing. five bucks a month and do it monthly. Yeah. That would make sense. The whole time that they're, like, talking about it and getting ready to call and everything, they're just, like, yelling at each other. I just think it's funny that they just, they're, they're like, yeah, they're, just, well, they're like little, uh, they're just kids uh, like yelling at each uh, other when they're trying to get this watch. It's like, shut up, shut yeah. up, you know, shut up, I'm calling. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's part of that essence of Matt and Trey being like, those little kids are little jerks. Right. And they act like little jerks to each other. So it's just, I would think that the person on the phone too would have been like, either put a parent on the phone or I'm hanging up, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, they don't care if they get that five bucks. I guess they're that's fine. true. Stan says they want to adopt one of those African kids to get the watch. And he doesn't say sponsor. Like no, they he say, does say sponsors. Adopt. He does say adopt. So I think it's clever and or they didn't mean to do it, but well, they I, you know it worked. I think the whole idea is like with the with the animal ones, you adopt the animal. You can adopt a tiger, you can adopt a bear, and they kind of give you like the tracking number and whatnot for right. like that one that you adopted, quote unquote. Right. So I think he was like in his head goes adopt the African yes. child instead of sponsor. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yes. So that's where I yes. went with that one, but... No, I I agree, and it can go over your head if you're just kind of, like, watching it passively. Mm-hmm. But when you when you know what the plot, or, like, what's coming, it's like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder if that's why that happened. Why the person because, got confused and was like, yeah, oh, they're because they it. literally thought they wanted to adopt a, a kid. Yeah. So then do you think it was still $5? It's a hell of a deal on a kid. <laughs> That's what I'm for the like, folks at for the I, folks at home going through the adoption process. It's probably a hell of a deal. I would have five oh bucks my for God, a kid. Seriously, I think it probably was still five dollars because at no point does Sharon ever yell at Stan for using the credit card. I guess that's true. Yeah, because so, other otherwise they probably would have been like, oh, the adoption fee is this much, and like the, and the sponsorship fee is this. And they say it, and they say it was a mix-up. It was they a mix-up. Do say it was a mix-up. True. So. so it was still five bucks. Yeah, that's actually pretty great. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Good job, Kel from Africa. Africa. Getting go. that kid. <laughs> you gotta go on a free trip, pretty much. Cartman called Stan a vast deference at one point. Yes, that was one of the And none of them insults. knew what that was, so Kenny had to explain it to them. I love that Kenny always explains the words they don't understand. Yes. He knows all about adult... Adult things. ...terminology, yeah. 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 At school, the kids are ready to get the watch. They're, like, hyped up to, to get it. And Garrison tells them... They're doing a canned food drive and ask the kids what a canned food drive is. And Cartman explains. <laughs> Cartman. Ex- I love I this line. What? This is such a good what? line by Garrison, though. But go on. Cartman explains the cesarean section. For whatever reason. I don't know reason. why he got them mixed up. 
A canned fruit? I still don't understand. I think this was kind of a running bit they would do from time to time where Cartman would just say something completely random compared to what it was, was supposed to be. To honor this special time of year, we'll be doing a canned food drive. Does anybody know what a canned food drive is? Yes, Eric? When they cut up a chick's stomach to get a baby out? No, that's a cesarean section, Eric. But that's okay. Remember, there are no stupid questions, just stupid people. Just stupid people. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Again, that could be a... I don't know if that was on a t-shirt. That could be on a t-shirt. That could have been Garrison's slogan when he ran for president. That really could have been. That could have been a a great bring back. That would have been great. Cartman at some point, because they go back and forth about how it's for the poor people in the town, mainly Kenny's family, and they're going to try to gather cans of of food for them. Right. And Cartman asks why poor people smell like sour milk. Yeah. And Garrison just kind of gets, like, confused. He's just just like, like, I don't know. I don't know. Kyle smells Kenny, though, to see if he does smell like sour milk. Right. Rachel, in your history, do uh, poor people smell like sour milk? That's a very odd question, and I'm going to just... (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I am going to not answer that question. No, <laughs> folks, at home, folks, at, folks, at, folks at home that are, are are poor. What do you smell like? You smell like sour milk. It's like a that's like a it's like a Howard Stern bit. What do you smell it like? It does you, feel uh, like, like a Howard milk? Stern bit. I'm out. I'm out of this. Oh God, I don't want to be a part Rachel, of that. Oh, she's walking away again. Rachel's walking away from the. Get out of here. She's walking out of the studio. No, she's walking right out of the studio. I don't know how we're gonna what we're gonna do. Time is 6.58. We're uh, getting ready for the news. I didn't know how long you wanted me to just be gone and then I come back later. (laughs) So anyway. Anyways. Wendy speaks up and she's lamenting the fact that none of them care about poor people. This is like the time of year where they're supposed to do something for the poor and they're supposed to do something nice. Cartman and Wendy then go back and forth and I picked up on it about like the third line because I was like oh Cartman's just being an ass being like what about my taxes and then I realized like after Wendy replies and Cartman goes back I'm like are they doing a Christmas carol and they are because then Mr. Garrison's like okay kids that's enough dickens for one day so they're just doing a Christmas carol back and forth oh that's funny But like that, those first couple lines, it's like, oh, Cartman's just being like a conservative, cynical kind of guy, where he's sure. like, yeah, and and Wendy's being the liberal, like, do-gooder. You know what I mean? Like, they're sure. But then when you realize, it's like, oh, this is just a Christmas Carol. <laughs> That's great. I like it. Good job. Good job sneaking that one in. Yeah, definitely. I just realized the alphabet is weird. No, what? it's going forward one direction, it's going backwards the other direction, just so they can have an F.U. joke. That's, f- oh my god. Yeah. I didn't, oh my god! Yeah. Seriously? <sighs> uh, Alright. <laughs> Threw me off for a second there. <laughs> Before Garrison can continue his lesson about, who does he say lands on the moon first? Engelbert Humperdinck? Engelbert Humperdinck. Is that what it says? (laughs) Yeah, I think it does. Engelbert Humperdinck. Yeah, that's... Yep, that's the name. Okay, I... I... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
He is a um a singer. What? I don't know what he did. I really don't. He's like a British singer from like back in the day. Like I think he's be he's like old as hell at this point. So according to this, he did Spanish Eyes, Strangers in the Night, Wonderland by Night. So I mean, there are stuff that I mean, we they're probably always do just know. randomly making fun of like musicians yes. and stuff it, because they like music. They're musical people, but. It's just funny when they just like throw a random well, musician or band. the name Engelbert Humperdinck yes. in there is, yeah, as the first man that landed on the moon. Yep. <laughs> but before he can get into this lesson, the turkeys storm into the room. They tear <laughs> stuff up, and they just leave. They're it's like it's like a, a shakedown. They like it come is. in to like don't mess with just us anymore. Mess with stuff and like yeah they rip the poster with the turkey on it that says eat turkey yeah yeah exactly Mm -hmm. the mayor wants to do something clever to distribute the cans and they're trying to come up with something that they can do that that'll be fun and festive and mefesto shows up saying he was medically (laughs) engineering (laughs) he was he was medically engineering turkeys. Of course he was. But so that they could be bigger or, or to feed the homeless I think, he, I think it was like to feed something. more people for Thanksgiving yeah. or something. Yeah. Well, because like, he ends up saying is like that they, they're multiplying and they're growing at a rapid rate. So he must have right. been like trying to grow them bigger. Yeah. But they broke free and they're really pissed off. And <laughs> she, he's trying to explain the situation, but she thinks he's a nut because he is. Right. So she keeps spinning the chair around to insult him right. and then kind of turns back to listen to him more. As, at some point, Mephesto is like, I don't think that you're taking me very seriously. Well, <laughs> he, he did true. pick up on that one. Yeah. The boys go to Cartman's to get the watch, but it isn't there yet. So they watch more Terrence and Philip, the next part of the Thanksgiving special. Of course. At this point, the doorbell rings and the watch isn't there. It's just a little Ethiopian kid. Yep. And a, a suitcase. Yeah, you got a little suitcase and everything. <laughs> I kind of want to know what was in that suitcase. Like, what did Starvin Marvin bring with him? I don't Pictures? Know. Maybe, yeah. Maybe something where it's just like, you know, things from home. Something so of sentimental feel, value. Yeah, so he doesn't feel like yeah. I was Homesick. stolen away from my home. <laughs> <laughs> well, he looks all he looks all happy about yeah, it. Yeah, he's, he's kind of, like, maybe he's, he's like, like excited about the trip. That's true. Yeah. So they ask him for his name. He responds in that Ethiopian... I can't remember what language it is, where it's like Ooh, the clicks and stuff. The clicks, I'm not sure. There's a lot of different languages in Africa, so it's like really difficult to... Yeah. But I mean, it's not a real language. It's them... Right, again. Like you said, like you said with the German stuff, it's like they're just and Russian stuff. They're just making they make up. Yeah, they're just stuff. mimicking the sound of the language to make fun of it. Right. Yeah. But they think he said his name is Marvin. So they're like, Starvin Marvin, that's his name. And they name him Starvin Marvin. They greet him. They shake his hand. Cartman asks his mom if they can keep him. And she says, sure. So then the boys make arrangements to share him. They're all going to, like, take him for a week I love that they're just, like, excited about it. Like, we got a kid. This is fun. Well, they're treating him like a dog, essentially. Pretty much, they're they're kind of saying like you know we'll all take him for one week, but not Kenny because he's too poor, so he can't uh, he can't raise another kid. The, the, I can tell Rachel's looking for that Ethiopian language. The clicking noise, is, like the one that actually it's like a throat noise that they can make. I don't. Yeah, it's like impossible. I think you for have us. to. Yeah, it, it, you it, have it's to. It's made in the back of their throat, it. but it's the 
Co- I'm not going to say it right. Kosan? 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 It's K-H-O-I-S-A-N languages. And it's like Kwaisen. a ton of different, like there's, it's like, that's like the, the embodiment of that's those type like, of types language. of language. Yeah. Where okay. it's like coming from the throat. The yeah. click consonants is what it's called. So it's very interesting to me. But yeah. Now I'm like, oh, I could go down a rabbit hole, like learning about this stuff. <laughs> But yeah, so that's that one's that one. It says it's almost impossible to imitate it for an English speaker. Yeah, because our voices just were not formed to be able to do that. Yeah. They do a pretty good job of it. Like, it sounds like something. It sounds similar. It sounds, like, similar to how we would probably, like, hear it. Hear it, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, again, it's probably gobbledygook, but... Oh, of course, yeah. At least it's getting that idea. Like, if you did French and you did... Or whatever, like, it's the same idea. (laughs) There's a couple at Stark's Pond that are on, like, some sort of date or walk or something, and they get attacked by the turkeys. Oh, isn't it beautiful? Ah, yes, but not as beautiful as you. Oh, but isn't that beautiful? (laughs) And then they get attacked. They're they're doing that, yes. They do that a few times, and then they get attacked. Just to show that the turkeys are continuing their rampage. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. It's just such a, like, a silly thing. The boys and their families take Marvin to a buffet. And I think that, I mean, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. I think that this was just to show Marvin, to, like, take him, almost like Take him out, and, like, like a welcome. Like, let's take him somewhere, something that would be, like, he'd be, like, in awe of. Sure. Which is a buffet, an American buffet. Because this food would be so horrible for this kid. Oh, he'd be shitting bricks. He'd be so it, sick. It, it actually might he'd like be terribly really hurt sick. Him. Yeah, yeah, because it would just be so rich for him. Like he'd yeah. have to work up to this, right? Well, they always <laughs> say I that get... when you're like in a starving state, you can't just like devour too much food, or it could kill you. So it's like interesting because it's just like, yeah, you definitely would just be like, here's like some really simple meals, not like here's this American rich ass food that's going to like just make you feel ill. But this is South Park. Of course. Of course. Well, he doesn't really eat either. So he doesn't really eat either. So like Hartman explains to him the concept of appetizers. I do enjoy the fact that Starvin' Marvin becomes disgusted and horrified well, by the gluttony and excess exactly. of the buffet. Exactly. Yeah, he is like, like throwing what away is food. This? Yeah, because it would just be unheard of for him. Now, I am a, I don't throw. Rachel can attest to the fact that I am a cheap, cheap, cheap man. This is very true. Uh, especially and and food is no exception. I do not like wasting any food. If I cannot finish no, the plate at a restaurant, fan of wasting food either. I know some people that don't do what I do, though, where it's like, or, or you would do, where it's like, nope, you got to save the leftovers. Well, yeah, We're that's, get your yeah. <laughs> that's your lunch. That's your lunch some for the next just, day or like another like let, lunch and a half. Let the server take it back and, and stuff. The biggest problem I would have is like on a date, because like it's hard to ask for a to go on a date. <laughs> oh, I never that's had an a, issue with that. Yeah, but but you're a girl. It's different. As a guy, it, it feels like, a, oh, you couldn't finish it kind of thing. You almost have to, like, get something really light on the first couple of dates before they get the, your personality. I guess so. I guess it's... Because, like, otherwise, the girl's, like, taking a to-go bag. I, I, guess they're, I guess it depends. Now, if the girl is for me, she'll be right on board with it. 
but that's, you know. <laughs> that's true. Maybe that's a good way to weed out the people, Kevin. Mm-hmm. You go on a get date, that, get you that get to-go. your to-go box and see how they react. That's right. Also, is your girl going to get a salad or is she going to get an actual meal? Does that I, get, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Whatever the hell she wants to eat is totally fine. Yeah, I don't care. She can be vegan. She can be a meat eater. I don't give a fuck. As long as, as long as she doesn't care what I eat, I don't give a shit what she eats. So the whole table laughs at Cartman's joke about Kenny's family being poor, which I thought was also funny because, like, yeah. again, they're, like, trying to... Like, this whole thing is subtle... It's subtle and not. Commentary. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's, it is kind of subtle enough commentary. I also like that because they haven't figured out how to frame a circular table or a square table. They're all eating. The Last Supper uh, style? Last Supper style, yeah. <laughs> uh, we get one of Cartman's running gags as well here because Starvin Marvin is like going to go touch the pot pie and Cartman goes, no, Starvin Marvin, this is my pet pie. And then he's like, uh, maybe I'll just take a little bit oh, of yeah. each cab. Because Stan tells him you're supposed to share. Yeah. And then Ka- Cartman yeah. goes, oh, yeah, so you should share your pie with me. And it's like, God damn it, Cartman. <laughs> Marvin picks up pretty quickly that Cartman is, like, the worst of us. Yeah, pretty much. No, Starvin' Marvin, that's my pet pet. Cartman, you bud pipe. This is the time of year you're supposed to share. Oh, yeah, you're right. Are you going to eat all of your peach cobbler? No, you don't want all that. Why don't you share it with me? Back at school, Mr. Garrison is disappointed at the canned food drive because they've only collected three cans of creamed corn and Kenny's family is going to have a pretty corny Thanksgiving. And then he laughs at his own joke. Yes, very, very much. (laughs) The boys brought in Starvin' Marvin for show and tell. And he tries to take the corn. So then Cartman's like, no, Marvin, this is Kenny's creamed corn. And he, so he does the same bit. Yeah, they're really going after Kenny in this one. Kenny just kind of lets it happen. Kenny, Kenny gets it, yeah, pretty bad about being He gets being it real bad. I think, again, because part of the theme of this episode is the phoniness oh, yeah. of some humanitarianism. Well, because, Folks like, home, even, you should even... be, You should be doing it. Good, and you should be giving your time yeah, and money and effort. There's definitely some people that do it just for clout or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's like even or, when like, Wendy, like you said, like Wendy at the beginning, she says you have to be nice to like it's something about this time of year is when you should care about people who can't. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's not even like a oh like this is like a time where you're supposed to be like thinking about and like actually helping people and blah blah blah. It's like no no this is the only time of year you're supposed to think about those people who don't eat food. Well, yeah, like if they would have said at least, at the very least, this time of year is, but it's like, no, this is when you are actually supposed to think about them, yeah. Right. Well, and that's where it's like, is it just that, like, there's that phoniness of of humanitarianism where people do it to feel good about themselves, Mm -hmm. and and they really are kind of looking down upon the people that they're helping. Yeah. At the same time, they're not really viewing it as... Yeah, like Kenny. Like, they're making fun of Kenny. They're making they're... fun of Kenny, but also yeah. saying, but see, like, we're collecting these things for you, but you're poor, and you can't do these things. But, <laughs> yeah. hey, we're doing this for you. Like, it's, yeah. yeah. It's very, <sighs> yeah, I don't even know how to explain it now. <laughs> Just kind of, how it, it is how people kind of act. I mean, it, they're, yeah, they're, it's they're, true. they're poking at that. They're They're definitely poking at do good errors like that's part of south park's mo right like they're gonna poke at everybody and they're right. poking at people that are still trying to do good garrison 
surprisingly to me, actually realizes that the fact that they have Starvin' Marvin is wrong and that they shouldn't have Starvin' right. Marvin. Right, like, why is he here? <laughs> like... Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to call the Red Cross to try to ser- to fix all of this. Right. All the other kids, though, do want to adopt a child as well, which is yeah, very interesting. They're like, oh, that'd be fun to just have this little African child around. Yeah. So they're like, we'll get our own Starvin' Marvins. The boys are taken to the principal's office, and she tries to explain to them... And this gets back to the point that we were making, too, where where she says that you're not supposed to care about these kids or, or think about them or have them in your life, I think is the phrase that she uses. Yeah. You're just supposed to send money once in a while, and then every once in a while they send back a letter. Yeah, because then she even says, like, I send my $5 a month, and then, like, she has the watch or whatever, and, too, yeah. and it's like... <laughs> but the boys, the boys then question it in the way where it's like well he's here now why can't he just stay he's already here what's the problem Mm -hmm. and her response is just like well it's not normal for him to stay like he can't stay because it's just this isn't where he belongs and that's where where she's like gets defensive and she's like look i send my five dollars so the point again is like what's the what's the problem like if if he can stay like if he, yeah if he can if he wants to, oh because then... they they tell because they're like well kids kids can't take care of another kid yeah that's like, their well, whole point of them then? oh yeah. yeah that's right she and said she like, doesn't want to she can't she doesn't want to yeah she yeah. oh no she can't she doesn't have time for that and she already gives her five dollars a month so right yeah if the kids you know if somebody's willing to take care of them no 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 no, no. you just give them the five bucks and let them and let them let stay them in their in... yeah the way that they live mefesto has brought in Chef to the Well, Chef genetics. is the only one who's going to listen to him. <laughs> and that's exa- yeah, that's exactly why he brought him in. Like, Chef at this point has, he's been ready for the zombie apocalypse. That's he right. knows about aliens. Mm-hmm. He knew about Scuzzlebutt. So, like, Chef's the go-to guy in this that's case. That's right. I, I thought it was funny that he just goes, what is, what is this? And, and, and not even the, the Vanessa Redgrave part, but the, uh, <laughs> this is turkey dna like like chef can identify turkey dna sight on sound of course well they look like turkeys but then you know spirally yes so of course it's easy to spot turkey dna (laughs) so mefesto and chef are going to go warn the town about the mutant turkeys in the meantime marvin is watching television at carmen's house because carmen's got him for the week and the feds come in to take Starvin' Marvin back. So they're asking him, uh, you know, excuse me, little boy, is there a little African child that was brought here by mistake? Yep. And at this point, Marvin's like, I kind of want to stick this out a little longer. And yes. this Cartman guy sucks. So he just points at Eric. I'm also and... wondering if he wants him to go so he gets to walk in his shoes type of deal. I want you to go oh, that would be, uh... see what it's like. That'd be a heck of a plan by Marvin. Just I I thought it was, I mean, I like I like that <laughs> idea. I think he's just doing it of like ah, I'm gonna stick around a little. No, bit No, screw longer. this kid. I want to stay. Yeah. And Cartman sucks, so I'll yes. send him back. But I like your idea of like trying to teach Cartman a lesson. A little too. bit, yeah. That doesn't does not work, but of course not because it's Cartman. So the the feds like grab they put him in a sack. They do, which is pretty funny. And then they give Starvin' Marvin the watch. They're like, "Here's your watch, by the way." <laughs> and I laughed. I actually audibly laughed at this part because Marvin just goes, "Sweet." Yes, <laughs> like, he copies Cartman. <laughs> he does Cartman sweet. 
Hello there, little boy. We're looking for a starving African child who was accidentally sent here instead of a Taco sports watch. Here's your sports watch, son. Sorry for the mix-up. Sweet. Because he's learning English based on carpet. This is true. Oh, yeah, because he, he learned the word appetizer when they went to the buffet. He said yeah, appetizer. So Car he was learning how to talk from carpet. Mm -hmm. yeah. At the food drive, they've decided. So, to, so, like, I wonder if these things are still around. I remember there was, like, there was like, an, like a little, like, amusement park for kids. Yes. Where if it was your birthday, you yes. could go into. I don't know if this is a thing around the where world. Where you, like, grab sure. the papers and, like, the money and stuff. and Yeah. So you could grab, like, it would, it was, like, it was basically a phone booth, which would, and they would turn it on, and there'd be this, like, gust of wind that would shoot all of this, like, dollar bills in the air and stuff. Right. And you would walk in, and whatever you could grab from the air and, like, keep in your hand, you could keep. And it was always, like, done with cash. Trey and Matt said on the commentary that they did that a couple of years for, like, their holiday party, where, like, everybody would, like, throw a dollar in, and then they would throw in, like, a hundred bucks or something like that. Sure. And then, like, somebody would just get to do it. And then they, they got, like, a little bit of flack for it from Comedy Central or something because they said, like, Trey and Matt just want to watch poor people, like, <laughs> grab money. And, wow, and, and of course, on the, comment, on the commentary, they go, which, which we did. But somebody got 70 bucks. And they were like, yeah, I'd go in there for 70 bucks. I don't care. I don't care what it is. <laughs> so, anyway, they're doing that, which I don't remember what that thing is called. But that's what it I, was. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I like, wonder it's... if it still exists. I would. I want to do it They used still. to have them like, like I... game shows and stuff, too. Yeah, I never did it. I kind of want to They had it to, at like, like that one little amusement park that we used to live by. and Yeah, if they did it at work, if like that was the way to get your like, to get like a bonus or, or like a Christmas bonus or whatever, My like God. I would do it. Put me in the fucking tube. I'll try to grab the money. I don't care. Shoving it down your pants and everything. Yeah, I'll, de I'll degrade myself. I don't fucking care. But instead of cash, they have cans of food which yes. i think would hurt like hell because well, they would just start spitting yes, around they in would there. be spitting around and smacking you you'd <laughs> oh my god i mean obviously they wouldn't even probably be picked up by the the air if it no, was they wouldn't, so no would you you'd, be... it would be have to be like a fucking tornado yes. to pick these things up no, they, uh, I think they do have those at museums where you can go in and you can feel what a tornado. Oh yeah, we been to feels one of those. Like. We didn't go. Did we ever? I, go, I don't think I've ever in? been inside one. I don't think I ever. Because we went a couple of years ago. You and I went into like the tornado exhibit at yes. the museum, but yeah, I, it didn't like do the gust of. Oh no, maybe they we just showed didn't walk what it looks that. like. Yeah, but then there's yeah. also a spot that you could like go inside the booth and you could feel the wind. Mm. And it's like, well, but yeah. So like that's what it kind of reminded me of was like it has to be that strong to yeah. pick up cans that, and that you strong, with that sure. too. <laughs> mm. Before they can do the can drive mm -hmm. event, the turkeys attack. Chef and and Mephester are like, we warned you, Mayor, and the Mayor's like, well, we we set up a bit of a protocol here. And the protocol is just the defense squad, which is Jimbo and Ned right. with their rifles. Yep. And they just start gunning down some of the, the turkeys. But Mephesto is Yeah. <laughs> but Mephesto, I thought there was a missed opportunity for a joke for them to accidentally shoot like I guess they need Kenny for later on. True. So yeah. they couldn't kill Kenny here. So never mind. And it's not probably as good as how Kenny dies later. So 
Mephesto's like, we need more. Like, they're just going to keep multiplying. They're going to keep growing. So we, it can't just be these two rednecks with their guns. Marvin is watching Terrence and Philip. Yep. The he's next to- episode. He's taking <laughs> Cartman's place. Pretty yeah, because this is like a 14-part Thanksgiving special. There's a, just a couple of there's a couple of really funny parts in this. One is that the commercial comes back on, except for this time Cartman is just yelling in the background yes. for help. So it's almost like it's live. Like these are live. <laughs> yeah, it's like a live commercial where she's talking about these kids and Cartman is just running around, like wanting to go home. And <laughs> said something about this sucks. Get me out of here. Like. <laughs> And then Eric's mom asks Marvin if he wants some cheesy poofs. You want some more cheesy poofs, huh? Yeah, I want a cheesy poof. Okay. Sweet. With the accent, accent. yeah. And then wanting he the does cheesy a, poofs. And then he does another sweet. It's hilarious. I love it. Because <laughs> so he learned good. these phrases from Cartman. Yeah. Cartman is being Cartman. Yes. In impoverished Ethiopia. Yep. So he's so, like that's trying... all you have to know. <laughs> so that, yeah, I mean that that speaks for itself. Picture Cartman in Ethiopia, stranded, and you got yourself a scene. I like when he can't. The Ethiopians can't figure out what he's trying to say. Right. So he just goes, "Well, screw you guys, or screw you too." <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Just screw you too. Because it's like, well, no, they don't understand you. You don't understand them. It's like, it's going to be a little confusing. Kenny finally goes in and gets a can of green beans. Out of all of that, he only got one can. Yeah, but one, at the same I time, mean, that's like, what I would expect. It would, be, it would be hard to grab more than one can in there. Right. And I think everybody just expected him to die in that machine. But he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't, surprisingly. This is one of my favorite moments. I couldn't remember which episode it was in. I wasn't even sure if it was in this season, so I'm glad that we got to this moment. So Chef decides that he has to tell everyone to prepare for this turkey fight. And in the middle of him doing this, he just stops dead. Because <laughs> Mephesto's little mini-me thing <laughs> is on the stage with him. Yes. Go to your homes and arm your... What the hell are you supposed to be anyway? That's not important right now. No. What the hell is this little thing supposed to be? It's such a great moment, and they time it so perfectly between Chef looking down at this little... Mini me clone, yeah, and and the little clone looking back up at Chef, right? It just goes and back the, and forth and the between silence. them, yeah, and the silence. I love that moment. It's such a South Park type oh, of yeah. humor that they just they just let the moment linger for a second, there. right? He does tell everyone though to go home and get tools to fight the turkeys. Mm-hmm. Cartman is hungry and he finds the Red Cross. And he asks the Red Cross for fried chicken and a side of mashed potatoes, please. <laughs> of course. But the, the Red Cross say that they are leaving because they don't have enough Because they're funding. out of food. Yeah. Yeah, they're out of funding. They're out of food. And so they have to leave. But they, but they throw him a watch. So of he course. gets the watch that he wanted and he's there all pissed off. 
so I thought this was interesting. If you're watching it on the Max, you actually get the effect. If you're watching it like on the DVD like I did, mm-hmm. it looks really weird because you already get the box screen right. on the DVDs. It goes to widescreen. It does. Because they're, they're doing a Braveheart. They clearly just wanted to do like a Braveheart riff. So it goes to widescreen to do this like epic battle. Yes. So all the townspeople have come back with different weaponry. Yes, of various things. Like rakes and, and brooms and I think there's a lamp. There's like a wood with nail in it type of thing and a baguette, yeah. I think, is somebody's holding. Oh, a baguette. That'll, that'll work. <laughs> you let a baguette sit out long enough, you can, you can That's kill true. somebody with a baguette. become a bat. <laughs> yeah. I've bitten down into breads that, that could kill a man. So, Chef, because they're like, there's too many of them. Like, how are we supposed to stop all these turkeys? So, Chef decides to go full Braveheart. Yes. And he's on a horse. He's painted the blue and white yep. stripes. He's wearing a kilt. Yeah, so for, for those folks at home that have never seen Braveheart, that's what this scene is. It's just a full-on Braveheart parody. And then the joke, of course, is that the turkeys are doing the same thing. So they're, <laughs> they've got a turkey that's dressed up as Braveheart, and he's doing a gobble, gobble, gobble. And I guarantee that's what the Jerry Seinfeld yes, thing would have been. he would have been doing the speech. It would have been great. It would have been great. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld's agent. Yeah, screw that you. agent. Yeah, you, you ruined a great fucking moment. moment. How dare you? Idiot. <laughs> How dare a you look out for Jerry's well-being? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> so a battle ensues, but in the meantime, Cartman has co- basically collapsed in the middle of like a dirt road in, in mm-hmm. Ethiopia. He's like, my God, why have you forsaken me? <laughs> <Because> <laughs> he was kind of starting to learn. He was doing like the like, ah, I'm sorry I wasn't sensitive. And yeah, I, I, yeah, I take yeah. it back. And, yeah. and then he I wonder how much it he meant it. Yeah. Well, the well, second he gets what he wants, you know. As as is usual. For right. So he, he kind of looks up and he sees that there is a building there that he hasn't like spotted before. Sure. And he... <laughs> Because I don't know how long Cartman's been there, but, like, he's our, you know, he's Cartman. So. It could have been, like, a few hours. It could have been a couple of days. <laughs> I don't know, because it's Cartman. <laughs> but he goes into this building, and there's a bunch of food in there. I like that the, the score kind of perks up, and yes. Cartman's like, snacky cakes, and, like, all this stuff is in there. Yep. Just in droves for him. And we find that Sally Struthers has been hoarding a bunch of food. Right. She's eating cake in there. She's, She's getting, getting fanned. Yeah, fanned by a couple of Ethiopian like people. and So there's a little bit of back and forth. And then Cartman's like, Cartman decides to take matters into his own hands because he leaves the building and he shouts to like the village that he's, that he's by. And he's like, Sally Struthers is holding out on us. She's right. got a bunch of food in here. <laughs> Sally Struthers like freaks out about it and starts like trying to devour as much food as she can. Right. She knows that they're going to, bust in there and they're gonna yeah they're gonna take her down i think the original intent was probably that they were gonna like eat her or something. oh my god <laughs> that would have been dark yeah i think that, i think it would have been too dark so in the battle there's a bunch of different things happening mm-hmm. there's you know different they're they're i i particularly enjoyed the part where ike decapitates a turkey of course yeah i liked that little moment <laughs> The turkeys peck Kenny's eyes out, mm-hmm. and that's how they kill Kenny. Yep. This whole time, Marvin's just looking on from, like, 
a hillside. Right. Like, yeah. He's just kind of like watching. What is this? Yeah. Is this what uh, they do every year? They go to battle with the turkey? Is this what Thanksgiving's about? Is this what Thanksgiving is? Yeah, sort of. Sort of. Okay, now that you've brought this up. Okay. <laughs> maybe this is what we should be doing. Ooh. You, we, we, we handicap the turkey somehow. And then if you want that turkey. I think turkeys are pretty damn strong already. But yeah. They are. And they're vicious as shit. You actually have to fight a turkey? You gotta fight a turkey. You can take We're that gonna turkey down. We're going to have the turkey down. army versus the humans, and then... That's right. Good yeah. lord. <laughs> you earned that turkey. Now, turkey is pretty good. I'll give it to the turkey. It tastes pretty good. Yes. Especially when it's but made I... well and it's, like, nice, you know? Yeah. D- dry turkey I... isn't very good. Uh, South Park will do a few turkey-related Thanksgiving episodes. Mm-hmm. Gobbles. You remember Gobbles, right? I do remember Gobbles, yes. Yeah. Gobbles. Where they, they do take... <laughs> yeah, exactly. They do take <laughs> on the... They do a scene where they show you how how those turkeys are treated that you're probably eating for Thanksgiving, where they just <laughs> they just saw off a million heads at once. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those okay, it's... sad story. But last Thanksgiving, I did see the truck of turkeys. Oh no! Um, it was really like sad, and I didn't like it because it was just like a big truck. You know, and it was, it had a bunch of holes in it. The worst part to me was that they didn't have it covered because I don't Mm. think they were dead yet and feathers were coming out of it. And it was horrifying to me that that's how they were treating the animal, like before we ate them. Cause I'm just like, uh, (laughs) that's my thing with it too. I wish, I I wish and I hope. Like, and maybe there give is them something a good out life there. Before like, they die, like something. Exactly. I just want them to have a good life before they die. I'm not gonna stop eating the meat because it's too no. damn good. I'm sorry, animals. No, and but... typically, like, I don't think that's like the norm. Like, oh, like animal in danger. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't think that's like typical anymore. But yeah, well, that's all I ask. I just want them to have a good life before they're. I know that they're being raised to slaughter, and that's still. It's still like hurtful and bad. Just, it feels bad. I just but, want I mean, at the same time, more humane. Yeah. Even if it costs more, fine. But like, I want a happy-ass turkey. (laughs) Yeah. A happy-ass turkey is going to be way better to eat than a a stressed-out turkey. That's right. You want to eat a stressed-out turkey, that meat's going to taste terrible. Yeah. That's why I think they actually probably do. But I kind of wish there was a company called the Happy-Ass Turkey, and that's what they do, is that, like, they, like, pamper the turkeys. And then that's how they... You still... What's the score of the game, folks at home? How's the... Is it going well? Is your team winning? So anyway, where are we? The battle ends. The last three turkeys are getting away, and Ned and Jimbo shoot the last turkeys, and the humans won. So there's a bunch of dead turkeys all over the place. And some dead people, too, of course, because it's South Park, and you need to have bodies strewn about. And the feds come back because they realize that they grabbed the wrong person. Yes. So they're like And they find the right kid this time. Well, well because this time they're like, you know, just, has anybody seen this child? And they show a picture of Sarvin Marvin. Right. I, is it Barb Brady that says, "Oh, that could be a hundred different kids in this town," yes, which is it is. a great little joke. But then Marvin comes up and, and you know, says, He's hey, pretty much like, hey, I'm me. here. Like, I don't really yeah. need this turkey versus human war yes. affair that's going on. Yeah. I, I like that the turd is that Marvin is like, I'd rather be starving at my... In I, home with know, my family in, and in my friends. In Ethiopia 
than in this fucked up country <laughs> where they, it's just... they throw away food and they fight turkeys yeah. to the death. Like, yes. what is this? <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's funny. But as he's leaving, he does pick up a turkey. He does pick up a turkey and he, and he gets an idea. I, I do also uh, like that Kyle likes him more than Cartman. I mean, ever, all of us do. Like, all of us do. Yeah, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle's upset because he's like, oh, I kind of liked him more than Cartman. And Kyle and Stan tell you their lesson of the day, which is that the, even, like, the images on TV are real people, and it can be easy to forget that they are real people. Which is a good lesson. That's a good it's thing a good to, lesson. to understand, is that people are real. <laughs> And it's something that we've completely forgotten about even worse now because of the internet where it's like you're bombarded with information about oh a million, God, billion, billion people and you can't, it's very, very hard for your brain to decipher that that's a real person and, and right. you have to treat them like a real person. It's yeah. nearly impossible to be able to do for a lot of people to like empathize at that high of a level. Right. I don't do it, you know, a lot either. It's you know, something you have to work on. But yeah, it's a fair lesson. Cartman, back in Ethiopia, is excited because they're like, yeah, we made a mistake. We'll, we'll let you get back home. And Cartman's like, great, perfect. Get out of my way. I'm American. I love that he says. <laughs> and Marvin comes back. Trey on the commentary said that his his mom cried at this part. Oh, and he was like, she actually cried at the South Park episode, and she was, and he said, yeah. So she realized that we could actually like touch some hearts, depending on how we do things, and still be South Park. Right. Because Marvin gets off the plane. You want to tell what happens here? Yes. One, the, there's a woman with an Ike-looking baby, which I just thought was really interesting. <laughs> I thought that was funny um. too. <laughs> I didn't know if that was like them trying to figure out like, oh, okay, this is how we're gonna draw babies, and draw then babies, yeah. And then they're like, wait, yeah. no, and then this it is just Canadians. To just Canadians. Yeah. yeah, Marvin gets off the plane, tells them to open the back, and out comes all of the turkeys. Like, look what I brought! I brought us yep. food and yes, like a yes. feast, like a meal. They have a Thanksgiving feast of themselves, and they like yes. are like praising him yeah, and they're all excited they, they that he's home and that shoulders. he brought that with and yeah. um what what's her face is hogtied and <laughs> it's uh, hog -tied. Yeah. Both. <laughs> yeah it has an apple in her mouth <laughs> see like if they if they if they took it like a little bit further to like have like a her on like a pit oh like I, that's like, true i, see I think she, maybe that's do. what she's like tied to then it's yeah. not just her tied up it's she's like being roasted like a pig <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i think that's what it it's is the Vince mcmahon laugh <laughs> but yeah like he marvin gets to be the hero and then i in a bizarre ending scene yeah. I don't know why they included this. They could have just ended it on Marvin being the hero. Yeah, because they, like, like they, they wanted it to be sad. They wanted it to be like a joke, and I think that they were like, that's too positive yeah. for South Park. So there's an ending scene where Kenny's family is getting ready to eat the green beans. Yes. And they're doing grace. And then at the end, Kenny's mom is like, does anybody have a can opener? Yeah. And they're like, shit. And then it's because they don't have a can opener. And that's right. how the episode ends. Do they ever they bring back a... Kenny's brother? That's like... Yes. Okay. Yes. In fact... Like, I don't remember him having siblings. So that was like... At some point, he, he also has a little sister. But that's more okay. when we get into the Mysterion days. Okay. I kind of remember the, the little sister a little bit more. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but he yeah he always has a like little little brother and little sister I think. Sure. So 
that is the end of Starvin Marvin. Rachel, yes. what did you think of Starvin Marvin? I do think this one's enjoyable. I think it's kind yeah. of it's it it does like heavy-handed push like issues with certain stuff like you said like it is subtle but at the same time it's not so yeah. it's at least you're gonna pick up on it at least what they're talking about which is really nice but at the same time it is funny there are like silly jokes that you can laugh at and it it ends nice Marvin Marvin does a good thing for his family yeah yeah <laughs> you know I. For me, like this isn't as good as, as Pink Guy, but I get I totally understand what you're saying, and I get your point. Like it's still it's still enjoyable. It's got good bits. It's still funny. It's mm-hmm. still fun. Marvin is a good character. Marvin is a good character. He's funny. Like I'm glad I'm glad that they did bring him back. They should have brought him back a little bit more. I wish that he'd come back in like the modern times. Yeah, too. that would be fun. He's a he's a good conduit for showing just how much of an ass Cartman can be yes. and how much of an ass America can be. Right. But yeah, like you said, like it's not subtle, but it's still decently subtle enough in yeah. like what you can take away from it mm-hmm. as far as humanitarianism, excess, gluttony, uh, how people treat Actually caring others. for each other's. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it's got its moments. It's a good episode. Seeing Cartman walk around yes. in agony in Ethiopia is is funny too. Right. So yes. Get a little come up in even though it doesn't change him too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff in the Starvin' Marvin episode. Happy Thanksgiving to yes. you all that are coming back to listen again Enjoy to this turkey. episode on Thanksgiving. Enjoy the turkey. Enjoy your pumpkin pie. Enjoy oh, your yeah, peach cabbage. I love pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin pie. <laughs> One of our, one year our munch madness is going to be pies. It has to be. It has to yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll do that at some. <laughs> talk talk about gluttony. <laughs> our munch madness is just a celebration of that too. Have a good Thanksgiving. We will continue though here on this shelf life episode. We're going to the next holiday. Yep. Well, you'll be coming right back here in a month if you're listening to this on Thanksgiving because we are going to learn about our friend and Rachel's favorite character in the pantheon of fiction. Don't tell them. <laughs> Mr. Hanky, the Christmas Pooh. When we come back after a word from our short sponsor. When we come back after a word from our sponsor. I hope it's a short sponsor. I hope it's the, uh, the little man in the bikini. See, kids, why the long faces? We're bored. There's nothing to do. Well, maybe this will help. That's right, kids. Now you can make your very own Mr. Hanky. Just use this special fecal fishing net and select your best Mr. Hanky. That one! Then use the handcrafted Hanky stand to add whatever eyes, mouth, and hats you want. I made a mariachi, Mr. Hanky. Now it's a Mrs. Hanky. Let's put the fizz hat on him. I wish Daddy was still alive. Mr. Hanky playset comes with everything seen here. Hey, where's Mr. Hanky? Mr. Hanky playset. I love you, sweetheart. I love you, too. And we're back. Happy holidays! I hope you're in the holiday spirit, Rachel. Always. Always in the holiday spirit. <laughs> Even though we are recording this at the exact opposite time for the holidays. We are still in the holiday spirit. We are back here with another episode from South Park, 
season one. Rachel, what episode are we discussing today? We are introducing the... <laughs> Rachel's Rachel's favorite character in, the fi in fiction. Yeah, my favorite character in fiction. We are introducing a little brown man known as Mr. Hanky. <laughs> the Christmas Pooh. The Christmas Pooh. <laughs> yes. Uh, Rachel, I was going to just say instead of welcome back, I was going to say Heidi Ho, but I was like, I can't do that. Ho. I guess I could do that, and then we could decide on it later. Heidi Ho! And we're back. All right, so anyway. <laughs> Rachel, what happens in Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh? The town fights because religion and holiday season. Uh huh. Yes, that's that's pretty much what that pretty is. Much. Yep. And then Kyle is going insane because he's talking to a piece of poo. And nobody believes him that he's real. Right. Yes. It that's is about a, it. Yes. Nobody <laughs> believes Kyle when he tells him that Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo, is real. So It's also a musical. So there's songs. I think it's the first musical, really, yeah. of the show. And it is, as we kind of said offline, it is like their strength. They're very, very good at doing musicals. They've won Tony Awards for some. They're very such a enjoyable. Thing. They're very so enjoyable. <laughs> it, it is. It is interesting to kind of have that dynamic in the show. It's of course a Christmas episode, which goes back to their roots of being a Christmas-inspired show with it being a Christmas That's card. That's true. That I didn't even think about show. that. Right. Yeah. 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 So they take Christmas very seriously at South Park. So two things about this one. One is, I mean, the theme of this episode, of course, is like political correctness, religious sensitivity, that kind of thing. Yes. Which is interesting because listening to like the commentary and stuff, and I'm sure that their views might have changed a little bit because like you could see, you could see someone watching this that does like the war on Christmas thing and being <laughs> like, see, they're right or whatever. Sure. But I think it, their point of view is more that Christmas really isn't religious. <laughs> Christmas has <laughs> I think that's their point. Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, it came from a religion, right? But it's more so the the kind of togetherness, the like the fun, the being nice to each other, being neighborly yeah. is more yes. so how Christmas kind of turned into. Right. They are talking about more of the secular nature of Christmas, the, the presents and food. Yeah, and, right. Uh, that stuff. Yes. Where it's like, yeah, there is a religious aspect to it. There's there multiple religions be. around that same time, too. Right. But they're talking about more of this, like, everyone should just enjoy the secular nature of a lot of the Christmas stuff. Yeah, I know people that are not religious, that are not Christian or Catholic or whatever, like a, a Christo right. religion, and still do Christmas oh, stuff. yes. Because it's just... It's Why just kind of like a, it's kind of just a nice thing to do. You get the lights, you get the food, you get like together and like the presents, and it's just kind of like a nice, like warm thing to do with each other. It doesn't have to be religious. And you can incorporate the other religions into it. We'll yes. talk about stay tuned, a community episode that does that down the line as well. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's it's kind of the I same. Didn't plot, even, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's true. Uh, so <laughs> Like, the conclusion is the same, where it's like, oh, we're all different religions, but let's just celebrate Christmas. We can celebrate together. Yes. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you can incorporate your stuff. 
it'll be fun. Like incorporate yeah. your stuff and we'll all do it together. Like yeah. that's totally fine. Make a big giant because it's like the one day. Well, we'll get it because Mr. Hanky tells that speech. Yes. So Rachel, I have for your entire life from December 17th, 1997 until now, you have hated Mr. Hanky. Can you ex- <laughs> can you explain your hatred for I Mr. Hanky? Like, I don't hate him. I think he just annoys me. He's just kind of like, oh, great, here comes the piece of poo again. Like, I is think, it because he's a poo? I think it's partially because he is poo. I, I just, I, Ra- I can't get over folks the at home. Rachel is like, she's got her hands clasped, like she's trying to, like, in a, in a very educational manner, explain why she doesn't like Mr. Hanky. She's like, now, here's my thesis on why I don't <laughs> like Mr. Hanky. Okay. He's a piece of poo? Because you don't... And maybe his voice? Uh, I don't know. The the voice thing, I I think it's got to be more because he's poo. Because do you you hate Towley? No, Towley makes me laugh. And it's the same voice. (laughs) That's kind of true. Towley's just stupid and kind of just there every once in a while. Mr. Hanky, like, forces himself at you. (laughs) It's it's because he's poo and he's very jovial. Is that the... I guess. <laughs> he's, he's a little too in your face. He's fine. There's episodes where I don't mind him, but there it's just like... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So this is going to be interesting to, to go through this one because it being a Christmas episode, the nostalgia can be higher on this one oh, because yeah. they play it every christmas right as i'm sure you're listening to this around christmas merry christmas happy yeah. holidays happy holidays <laughs> to all of the listeners happy out Hanukkah. there <laughs> I, I mean we're even we're the even this episode's even first publishing at an appropriate time to be look at we did start. it right this time <laughs> that's right <laughs> we planned volume three around the calendar we're not ever going to do that again but we planned this volume around (laughs) the calendar and even then it's like this is beginning of november but it's still an appropriate time no it's still starving marvin season it's the holiday season (laughs) okay i'll stop so (laughs) we just lost everybody because they can't stand christmas music (laughs) mr hanky was one of Trey and Matt's ideas for the show, they said that like they really wanted Mr. Hanky to be more of the main character or a main character of the show, and like South Park would be there as well, but Mr. Hanky would be around all the time. And Mr. Like Hanky, well, a lot more. Like he'd be oh, okay. a more main character than he than what he is. Interesting. But he was also something from Trey's childhood because when Trey was a little kid, he had he just wouldn't flush the toilet. I can't remember if this is Trey or Matt. It's one of them. He wouldn't flush the toilet when he was a little kid. So his dad, (laughs) to get him to flush the toilet, told him that the poo could, if you don't flush the toilet, poo comes to life. And he would call the the poo Mr. Hanky. That's uh, gross. To get you to flush the toilet. That's gross and scary, and I don't like it. (laughs) So that that stuck with him, and it became, so then he would start drawing a, a, anthropomorphic turd i'm so not surprised that this actually comes from like a story in their lives though either yeah. it makes sense 
And then Matt in the commentary says something about like they were at a McDonald's in New York or something like that. He was like, I suppose he's like, I specifically remember eating a, like a sausage McMuffin <laughs> and us being like, yes, we're going to do something with Mr. Hanky. And he's like, I, he goes, I really, I want to buy a plaque and like put it there. <laughs> Just like hang it out and put it like on the ground. Like at this spot in 1993, Mr. Hanky was. <laughs> oh, good God. You'd have to go to that spot then, Rachel. Well, since, I guess. Since you yeah. love Mr. Hanky. So let's get right into it. Let's talk about Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh. The episode debuted on December 17th, 1997. Parker and Stone doing all of the work for writing and directing their studio of course doing the animation i don't want to say they do, did all the work anyway different start to the show here we don't get the traditional going down to south park song it starts with kids in a choir they're singing yes. wish you a merry christmas and the title says a south park christmas instead yes. of just south park it's a south park christmas uh. this is this is part of their <laughs> thing with they watched the uh, peanuts christmas the or charlie brown christmas as almost inspiration they said they thought it was very boring <laughs> but <laughs> the whole we have idea to have is it more exciting mr hanky is way more exciting <laughs> they're kind of doing a send-up of that so stan starts giving a speech i think from a gospel reading and then they cut to the nativity scene and they're doing yeah, i think i think play. it is like the like when you do the nativity it, part of like yeah. the, the story that's kind of what it is i yeah. think and they're doing the birth of Jesus. Wendy is playing Mary. Kyle is playing Joseph. And <laughs> of course he is. I I thought this was pretty funny. Like Wendy's doing like actual like breathing. Like yes, <laughs> like she's giving. She, birth. she is. She's having contractions. She's in labor. <laughs> it's happening. And Jesus is being born. Yeah. So the, and then a comes out the baby and it's like this fetus uh, it looks like a little alien it's like it's gross it's like reddish I don't know where they got where they got this like plastic probably like health class fetus. or something it's, maybe but like instead of like just getting like a little it's, baby doll they had to get this well maybe it's like the what you know how like in like uh the birthing things where they have the baby that fits inside of the model of the the tummy yes. i think that's what it is uh, that's what it looks like to okay. me okay that, yes, a Mr. Garrison run play. Oh, I, I can buy that for sure. <laughs> so the fetus coming out of Wendy was debated by the Comedy Central people. They weren't sure if they wanted to allow it. They did. They they like fought to keep that in. They just they said Matt and Trace like they had to be very careful on how they shot it. So I don't know exactly what that means, but take that. Well, I guess maybe because it's will. a child. You know, in labor yeah, and a stuff. Child giving birth. It's yeah. a little weird. Yeah. Mr. Garrison stops them and he <laughs> says that he does not, he's not believing the labor pains. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Kyle, what the hell was that? You need to hold the baby by the legs, not by the head. What kind of sick weirdo are you? Sorry. And Wendy, I'm still not believing the labor pains. Okay. <laughs> so he wants Wendy to do this more. And uh, Kyle's holding the dang baby by oh his yeah, head. Oh yeah, Kyle's holding the baby by his head. Kind of a... What does he call him? What kind of sick weirdo are you? <laughs> yeah! What kind <laughs> of sick weirdo are you? <laughs> yep. That's great. 
it's it, so so we're already starting off on the right foot with this yes, episode obviously kyle's mom shows up so the return of sheila Braflovsky, and she is offended that kyle is being asked to do a nativity in the school play which fair enough you, like you should, probably should not for the teachers and schools out there probably shouldn't be doing a nativity scene when it comes yeah. to the christmas pageant if well, you're a public school yeah i was gonna say this is like that small town thing i think too yes that part sure, i think like it plays into it a little bit i'm sure there are plenty of small towns around the country at least in the united states i'm sure other rules in different countries oh, but yeah. i'm sure that there are small towns in this country that i'll be goddamned if i'm not gonna have a nativity scene in my goddamn four-year-old school play sure that kind of mentality i don't know why i did a southern accent for that you can take that with what you will but yeah, it's just an accent it's no big deal <laughs> it doesn't mean anything it's nothing. <laughs> but but that mentality I'm sure is there, to your point. Yeah. But in general But in general it kind of makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But her point is like you're having him do play G- Joseph in a school play, he's doing the nativity scene, and he's Jewish. And Garrison doesn't get it, because he's like, it's Christmas. Like what who cares? <laughs> so right. it's it's already like Garrison's already in that like, what's the difference? Like, it doesn't matter. You understand where Sheila's coming from. Because oh, yeah. It makes sense where she's coming from. For those of you that don't he's, know what He's a dude. He's a cool dude, but he's not divine. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> as much as I know. Because <laughs> it's all the same. It's all the same. It's all like a similar story, which is very interesting, honestly. It is all the same story. Yeah, and you put them all together. It's just yeah, they stopped so at different places. <laughs> and that they all fight with each other all the time. Oh, constantly, yeah. So Garrison is like, oh god, you aren't gonna lay that Hanukkah crap on me, are you? So Kyle offers up to stop them from fighting. He's like, well, I could sing the Mr. Hanky song. Because Sheila says, why don't you sing something Jewish or something Hanukkah related? Right. So like sing like the dreidel. dreidel, dreidel, or whatever. And Kyle's like, well, I'll sing the Mr. Hanky song. And he starts singing the Mr. Hanky song. And they're like, what is that? because <laughs> the kids are all like we've never heard of this and kyle explains that he's the christmas poo who comes to you on christmas if you have a lot of fiber in your diet naturally <laughs> i love that like his parents are constantly like embarrassed by this too like don't don't tell people that like it's <laughs> this is this is our family type thing like leave it yes. leave it alone <laughs> and mr garrison says something about calling calling them pagans because they they yes! don't celebrate christmas and Kyle's mom says that she's going to go to the mayor about this. And he's like, oh, is it because of the pagan thing? And so Mr. Garrison, of course, Garrison is a horrible person. Terrible. Yes. He's the worst human imaginable. <laughs> For some reason, the kids are happy it's snowing, which is odd because it's the South Park. Oh, yeah. And it's that's always true. snowing. But it's Christmas snow. It's so Christ- this that time they're excited snow. about it. That's yes. true. I didn't Christmas even think snow, about that until you snow. pointed it out. <laughs> like there's always snow here it's so there fun. is i appreciated this joke i had a feeling you didn't appreciate this joke rachel but a toilet humor joke of a bird pooping and <laughs> it falling into kenny's mouth because <sighs> they all have their heads <laughs> facing the sky yeah. legitimately though i always think about this when a bird flies overhead i always think this is like one of those irrational fears for me is oh god is a bird gonna poop and poop on me because they. Flew I mean, they, I feel like they do that on purpose, though. They do. They do aim for you. 
But they can't control their bowels eh. all the time, right? So. I don't know. I, they eat the berries <laughs> and they really can't. But I have a feeling, you know, they're they're, they're tricking us. That's right. They're yeah. aiming. Folks at home, let us know if a bird's that's ever happened to you. Because I truly am. Like, like <laughs> I seriously will, like, think about it. Like, when a flock of birds flies overhead, I'll be like, ugh. Because I'm, like, worried that they're going to poo on me. I've had a I've friend who had a bird. On. I think I've been yeah. pooped on with wearing a jacket, though. Like, yeah. it's pooped on, like, on my jacket before. Sure. I've had friends get pooped on by birds. I've almost had a squirrel fall on me from a tree. There were two squirrels fighting, and... One fell. Did a squirrel almost fall on you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How does that happen? There were two squirrels fighting, because I have a feeling the one was trying to take over at the other one's nest. I don't remember As which one's do. the mean one, but there's like a red versus gray squirrel. Mm. And the one was like pushing. The one was like trying to hang on to the branch, and the other one pushed him off, and it almost fell on us. <laughs> <laughs> he fell onto the sidewalk. Okay. Yeah. So I haven't had bird poop, but I've almost had a squirrel. That's almost worse because the squirrels are <laughs> just insane. a little bit. <laughs> so they tell Kyle that he can't eat the Christmas snow that's falling because Cartman tells him that it's Christmas illegal snow. for Jews to eat Christmas snow, and Kyle tries to say that that's not true, and he's <laughs> and Officer Barbrady, who's directing traffic because he has nothing better Bar to do Brady. in this town, is there. So Kyle asks asks. I almost called him Professor Barbrady again. Ask Officer Professor Barbrady. Bar I kind of wish he was Professor. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, Officer Barbrady, if it's illegal for Juicy Christmas Snow, and there's a pause. And then he goes, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and Cal just goes, God damn it. <laughs> Which I, I really like that one too. The boys go to see, are going to go see Santa. Carmen makes fun of Kyle some more because. Kyle's not going to go see Santa because why would he? He's not going to get gifts from Santa. And they make fun of him for getting crappy Hanukkah gifts. Because Kyle tries to say that you get eight days of presents. And they're like, yeah, but sure. it's usually like crap. And like then he small again, things, yeah. Yeah. He again tries to explain to them Mr. Hanky because he's like, well, Mr. Hanky will give me gifts. <laughs> and this is where we learn he comes to you if you have a lot of fiber in your diet on Christmas Eve. And Cartman, I love Cartman's reaction to this because he says, all right, come on, Cal, you're really stretching this one. Like, <laughs> like it's like, all right. Yeah, like, we're, we're... yeah, they're like, you're like obsessed with this poo business. Like, what's happening here? I, I love it because it's like, all right, we're kids. We come up with stuff all the time. But this one, this one's a little far-fetched. Like, right. we, we, we cannot go along with you on this one, man. <laughs> I like the self-awareness of it, too, because it could even be like Matt and Trey being like, People gonna go along with this, like talking piece of poo. So Kyle says he's gonna be riding in Santa's sleigh with Mister Hanky, come Christmas Eve. <laughs> Which he doesn't at the end. I guess no. he could have done that. He could have. But... He could have like Mister Hanky could have invited him, but he didn't. He said yeah. no. But they, I, I got a lot of work to do. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> it, That's a good question. I guess checking to make when... sure people have fiber, and if they don't, they don't get a gift. I don't understand. He is a piece of poo. He is a piece of poo. So we get our first musical yes. rendition from the show. A Lonely Jew on Christmas. Yeah. And it's a catchy song. And it, it does is. work for me. Like I was singing or, or like humming it all yesterday after I watched the episode. Right. Because it's just, uh, you know, I'm a Jew. 
Happy yeah. Christmas. Yep. It's it's a song where for those that have not seen the episode or go or go go listen to the song if it's if it's that oh, time yeah. of you year could just you can add song. it to your rotation. It's a it's a good <laughs> little Christmas song because it's almost like um, what's that what's that sad Christmas song? Not, uh, blue not Christmas. Yeah. Well, that's that's the Elvis one, right? Oh, yes. There's that one. There's a sad Christmas song that's in one of those Rankin and Bass. It's a it's like the one where Santa's not gonna show up that year or something, and it's like it's like a little girl's like upset that Santa's oh, not gonna yeah. come. What the hell is the song? Okay, hold. This is gonna bother me. So that Rachel can figure out. No, what I think song it is still a Blue Christmas. Is it just called a Blue Christmas? Blue Christmas from Year Without a Santa Claus. Hold on a second. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's got to be is. it. Yeah. Maybe it's the same song. Okay, it is the same song. Right? Yeah, it's this one. Yeah, okay. So it's the same song as the Elvis one. I didn't realize that it was a traditional Christmas song. I thought it was an Elvis song. Without you. Okay, so it is the same song. All right. Just a better version of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> question mark <laughs> so yes it's just like that song it's it's that idea yeah yes, it's kyle, the idea of the sad christmas kyle is lamenting not being part of the fun of christmas and how he's even he even says hanukkah is fine but it's not as fun and really he feels left out like that's the i think it's more so being left out yeah he's having fun with your friends yeah because all of them are celebrating christmas and doing christmas things and he's not and they're the only jewish people in the the town and the only jewish people in town and i think this is part of the what their point of the show is because again it's never our point we're telling you what their point is and maybe if we really have to disagree we'll disagree but like i think their point is like just join in on the fun of Christmas so that nobody's left yeah. out and just make Everybody it more can have secular. A good time. You can go do your respective religious things yourselves, but like you might as well just make it all the same holiday because it's just you might the as well holiday season. Darn it. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I can't remember which one of them said that they had like one because Matt is Jewish, but like he didn't really like practice it a ton. But Trey, I think, said that when he was a kid, they had like one Jewish person in the school. And they let her or had her sing dreidel, the dreidel song or like something Hanukkah related at the Christmas sure. pageant. And he was like, it was supposed to make her feel special. But in reality, it just made her feel even more. Oh, left out because now she's by yourself. Like, more exclusive, more other, because like now it's like you do this by yeah, yourself. You get to do this one because that's yeah. your song. But so you don't instead get of like these. being included or like everyone doing it, it's like, no, you just do this. Which is, yeah. it's not, it should be the opposite. It should be everybody does everything together. Right. It's kind of their point. Yeah. Everyone can sing the dreidel song together. Like it doesn't oh, yeah, have to just be, yeah. It's a fine song that we will, I'm sure, sing on one of these Southwark episodes one day when they get to that dreidel, episode. Dreidel, dreidel, I made you out of clay. I don't know how we're going to do that episode without just singing the entire time, but... I don't know, because they're going to have to deal with us singing the whole thing, so... Yeah, because it's going to be every single song, including Santa (laughs) and and Jesus at the lounge. Oh my god, yes. Her name is Rio, and she dances on the sand. And Christmas Time in Hell, which is one of my (laughs) legitimate favorite... Christmas Time in Hell is fantastic. Christmas Time in Hell is one of my favorite Christmas songs, like, legit. One of my favorite Christmas it's songs. It's a good one. We listened to that. I think we were listening to all the South Park Christmas songs last year. 
while making Christmas cookies. Yeah, it makes sense. Because <laughs> you should. Of course. A crowd is in front of the mayor's office and is all pissed off. And some are mad that there's a nativity set at the Capitol. Some are mad about the play being too religious. Some are mad about Santa and all of that stuff taking up the religious aspect of Christmas. And mm-hmm. so, some want trees not taken down to be Christmas trees as well. <laughs> and Jimbo tries to add his two cents to this because yeah. he's like, he wants the stupid flaps on coffee that's taken off. Because if you can't drink your coffee while you're driving the car, then you shouldn't have got it in the first place. And then everything yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. For a second, but there's a pause. There's a hot pause for a second. They're like, uh, whatever. Like we all rabble together anyway, yeah, so let's just keep going. Yeah, rabble, 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 rabble. <laughs> I like, I like that Jimbo tried to get his two cents in on something while he realized everyone else was being mad about something. He should be mad about something too. Right. The mayor says that they need a new icon for Christmas or the holidays in general, something that is non-denominational, something that can be totally secular. And of course, Kyle offers up Mr. Hanky. He, he says he gives presents to you as long as you have a lot of fiber in your diet. It do, he doesn't care what religion you are. Speaking of a lot of fiber in your diet, Rachel, I think this is a good time to plug our Munch Madness 1 episode <laughs> where, we, where we did That's discuss true. we discussed uh, cereals and we had a tournament of cereals. Right. In the back catalog, so go cut, check that yeah, one out. Yeah, go, go check that one out. Maybe a fibrous cereal uh, would be on your shelf. <laughs> it's possible. You can figure out if if fiber won, won at the end. I think sugar won in the end, but that's besides the you point. Know, the sweetness. <laughs> Kyle's mom grabs Kyle to leave because she's like embarrassed that he brought up Mr. Hanky again in front of the entire town. Which she should be. <laughs> and, I mean, it's one of those family things that's like, oh god, now they're talking about it in like, yeah. as if it's like in front of everybody. It's like, no, right. this is just a family thing. Yeah. Even even that, they're like, it's okay to have imaginary, fr-. like later, they're like, it's okay to have imaginary yes. friends, Kyle, but you're talking about a piece of shit. Like, you cannot be <laughs> including <laughs> shit in your imaginary friends. Sure. The mayor says they're going to put together the most inoffensive Christmas ever. Good if- luck. This is South Park, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, that's, of course, the joke. And then, and then, in foreshadowing to his decades of destruction to come. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is such a funny line, though, from him. But Mr. Garrison raises his hand and goes, Are there any other suggestions? Yes, Mr. Garrison. Could we get rid of all the Mexicans? No, Mr. Garrison, we cannot get rid of all the Mexicans. Rats. Uh, <laughs> which, whether they intended it to be or not, is kind of interesting because it shows that in an attempt to either be no political correctness or too politically correct, some asshole is going to try to take advantage of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. That's actually very true. Like, it's, it, I don't think it was intentional. I think it's Probably just not. a joke of, like, look how racist Mr. Garrison is. But <laughs> it kind of stands there as, like, a, I'm going to try to take advantage of this by saying Mexicans offend me. Or, or somehow he's going to try to, like, use the, we don't want to be PC, or we do want to be PC right. uh, for his own, you know, racism. Personal gain. Of yeah. course. Yes. I, that it's was it's very good foreshadowing, you know, for yeah. many years down the line. 
Right. <laughs> but because, yes. I mean, and, and of course, I think there's always this balance that people try to be with the political correctness of everything, which, of course, we've always kind of said at Shelf Life, why don't you everybody just be nice to each other? Don't be a dick. And yeah, you'll be dick. figure it out. Because... <laughs> There's a way to just don't be it's a one dick. one of my mottos. Don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Shelf Life Podcast. Don't be a dick. Put it on a t-shirt and I'm sure that'll sell like hotcakes. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so at Kyle's house, Ike's playing with the dreidel and Gerald Broflovsky comes in. So this is our first appearance of Gerald, Kyle's dad. And he's yelling at Kyle for thinking Mr. Hanky is real and telling him that he, he can't be thinking about Mr. Hanky or talking about this in public for sure. And Sheila is doing the, like, I guess this is supposed to be like, you know, like a mom, dad yelling at you dynamic where like Sheila keeps standing behind Gerald and then popping. Oh her yeah. And just kind of being like, let me, let me tell, give you my two cents for a second. And then I'm like, okay, let him talk some more. And they're yeah. like, wait, wait, I gotta, I gotta interrupt. Hold on a second. And then like, yeah, that's what it seems like. Yep. And he tells him he can't open up his present tonight his hanukkah present so we're in the middle of hanukkah right is the timeline and as kyle storms off mad that they're yelling at him about mr hanky's like it's probably just a stupid dreidel anyway <laughs> and, and then they're like what did you say young man and he goes ike's on fire because <laughs> i guess in the middle of their conversation the the menorah falls on ike and he's lit on fire <laughs> yeah uh, poor ike uh, Ike the genius. Yes, uh. Ike, Ike is on fire, so they go try to put Ike out. Yeah, because he bumped the menorah off the table because he's playing with the dreidel too close or something like that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, something. He's playing with something. He's playing with something. <laughs> Kyle is brushing his teeth and he hears a coming from the toilet. And here he is, Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo. We, he loves me. I love you. Therefore, vicariously, he loves you. He's a piece of poo. Yep, literally a piece of poo comes out of the toilet. And I hate this. I hate it. It's so gross. Rachel, he smears on everything. He smears poo on everything. It's so gross. Well, he's a piece of shit. Of course he does. I know. That's what I know. He does. It gets everywhere. It's like sand. Uh, Rachel, can you explain what Mr. Hanky looks like other than just that he's a piece of poop? Seriously, you're just doing this to me. Like, uh, he is turd shaped, okay? He has stick looks arms like with white bar. mittens. Okay? Yes. Stick arms stick with white arms. mittens. Yep. Oh, he's got a Santa hat on, so like the red hat with the white poof. Yeah. And then his face is very cartoony. Like, it, uh, how do I describe this? It's like those. those dolls with those eyes it's, it's very 1930s cartoon yeah like big the, eyes like felix the cat yeah. eyes yeah mickey mickey mouse from back in the day eyes yeah yeah that's probably a good way to say it yeah he's he's mickey mouse in shit form so there you go <laughs> he does his patent <laughs> he does his patented hidey ho with his with his hand his hand yes. does the sun across this horizon motion to right. do the wave with that <laughs> Yes, he is getting poo everywhere. I think they said that they took the frames and smeared chocolate on the background to get it the It does poo. kind of look like it would be chocolate, you know? That is what it really does look like. 
And because he's the most obnoxious character in the South Park canon, this side of the Jack Officers, he does start singing a song and bouncing around. Christmas Day is here again! And, of course, he's being loud. Because he's sing- he's sing- Rachel, Rachel has no opinion on this. She just wants to end this <laughs> podcast now. So... He's singing I mean, yeah, this... he's singing, and his dad comes in and sees poop everywhere, all right? Well, well <laughs> Gerald, so he's singing because he's singing. Rachel's like, let's move on. So <laughs> no, he's... we keep you talking about it. Gerald wants to get in there because Mr. Hanky's singing loudly, so he's making right. a lot of noise. And when he opens the door, Kyle is just holding this holding piece of him. poo. In his hand. Yeah, he like grabs him. Like he grabs him to stop well, I think him. He's I gonna guess? Throw him back in the toilet. Oh, maybe. Or, or stop him from yeah bouncing around and getting Being shit loud. all over the place. Yeah. But I don't know why he does this because you're supposed to wonder throughout this episode: Is Mr. Hanky real or in Kyle's head? And right. spo- spoiler alert: He's real. But why does only he when you go believe. limp? Oh, is it because he? It's only you have to when believe. you believe. You have to believe and have a lot of fiber in your diet. I guess, and I think his dad just you know doesn't have either. Yeah, he either doesn't have a lot of fiber in his. Well, diet we know that he doesn't, doesn't believe. believe because he said he's not real. He told That's him he's not true. real, so he won't show for for Gerald Brofflowski. Right. Okay. So is that why he goes limp? Because Kyle is holding. I think so. I it's don't so know gross. why he's holding poo in his hand like this either. I've never held shit in my hand. I'm assuming as if your parents, maybe you would, or like even dog do, like you, you hold in a bag in one hand. Kyle is holding this, like... He's holding a turd. He's holding it like you would hold... Like clasped. Like a big sub sandwich. Like he's, <laughs> yes, clasping it with both hands, like a microphone. Yes. <laughs> I don't, why wouldn't you just hold it with one hand well he was holding it with one hand but i think he was like shaking him to try oh to he's try- trying to shake him, him to wake him up yeah because that's when mr hanky kind of falls over like, yeah it's, he it's, flops it's, it's great animation i kind of wonder if they... <laughs> i'm i'm lingering on this scene on purpose to really piss rachel <laughs> off <laughs> that's the only reason i keep talking about this scene let me let me describe in, <laughs> in vivid detail everything that's happening <laughs> So his dad tells him to get to sleep and to think about how your poor mother is going to have to clean this up. And you just and hear Sheila go, what, what, what? <laughs> uh, so when, when his dad closes the door, Mr. Hanky comes back out. I wanted to know where, where Mr. Hanky was hiding at this point, but Mr. I don't know, Hanky because he comes out. out, like, the bed. Like, oh, yeah. God, now he's got a turd in his bed. Like, come on. <laughs> And Mr. Hanky is like, you should wear socks to sleep, Kyle, or you'll catch a cold. And Kyle is still like, no, I have to prove that this piece of shit is anthropomorphic here. Why don't I take you to school tomorrow with me, Mr. Hanky, (laughs) and prove to his friends that he's not crazy? And Mr. Hanky says that that's a good idea because then he can show them the true spirit of Christmas. So Mr. Hanky's on board with this plan as well. In town, the people are taking down anything that could be remotely identifiable with a specific group on Christmas. Well, anything that's offensive. Right. Well, yes. So, and then of course they do an example of like, okay, you, you, you'd you never stop if you just kept going with what could be possibly offensive. Because yeah. Jimbo is 
at, at the top of a ladder. There's mistletoe there. And he's like, is mistletoe offensive? And, and one guy ask, raises his hand. And one guy kind of sheepishly raises his hand, so they take it down. Yep. So there, there's your commentary. No candy folks. canes, no mistletoe, no nothing. Right. And it would happen if you, like, if you go down the t- X hole and you start listening to people on X, you find all of these. <laughs> you'd get to the point where something is something is offending someone. Everything is offending well, yeah. someone. Right. Even if they're being... Um, I find Mr. Hanky offensive, but you don't right, see me exactly. complaining. Yeah, you do. You do, but you're not asking for him to not exist. No, he's fine. It just... It's not, for, it's not for me. Not for me. No. At the bus stop, the kids are discussing the toys they think they're going to get. Cartman was sneaking around in his mom's closet, and he's getting the Ultra Vibe Pleasure 2000. And they're like, whoa, what's that? He's like, I don't know, but it sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> just let, let you guys uh, figure out what that could be. Everybody can assume. Make assumptions. <laughs> Kyle shows up. With and a box. <laughs> with a box. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, the problem is, apparently, it's the same problem like you said with his dad. Because yes. he's like, I've got to show you guys something. And he opens the box. And there's just a turd in the box. There's just a and turd in the box. And they're all like, oh, sick, dude. Like, what the hell? And Carmen asks if this is a Jewish tradition. And, <laughs> So you are saying this is because none of them believe in Mr. Hankey. I, I think it's because none of them know or believe in Mr. Hankey. Kyle is like, dance, damn it! Dance! Because he's so <laughs> desperate to get the to get Mr. Hankey to show himself. And right. I thought that was funny, too, because he's just shaking this box and this poo is just smearing all Rolling around. Yeah. He keeps the box with him, though. It's not like he, like, gets rid of the box. He takes it with him no, Well, school. no, because it's Mr. Hanky. Why would he get rid of the box when it's Mr. Hanky? He thinks think, it's Mr. Hanky. I think Mr. Hanky can change... Into any poo that there is. Yes. yes I agree. I think his spirit moves from poo to poo. I also agree. However... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I just think that Kyle is a, like here is the piece of poo that he can like use to to show himself instead of having to poo again or find another piece of poo for him to be, right? Maybe. Yes, I guess I guess so. I he knows this piece of poo had Mr. Hanky in it. Yes, at so, some point. Theoretically, it could again. Folks at home, let us know what your opinion is on this. Is Mr. Hankey's spirit allowed to hop from shit to shit? Or poo to poo? I mean, technically, for us... Does it have I mean, to be a human? It always looks the same. I don't think it does. I bet it doesn't. Does it, it have doesn't. to be the right... Does it have to be a good log? A good though? turd? Yeah. Well, again, if we go back to the song... If we go back to the song... That's true. Sometimes the he's brown, song sometimes explains. he's green. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. So I he think just for to. us, he always is a good log. For us, he's always a good log, because that's the yeah. easiest. I bet that's the easiest for him to get in there. To and like, move around and like yeah. be, a, be a thing instead right. of smush. Yeah, because if he's smush or diarrhea or whatever. All right, baby, all right, that's baby enough. Baby green or anything. That's enough. We're done. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so there are... <laughs> So anyway, 
Can you tell I'm not a poop joke person? <laughs> not a poop joke person. There's a reason that E is on this episode, Rachel. I haven't even said we not, we haven't even sworn that much on this episode. No, that E's there because of all the scatological humor that we're doing in this. Uh, all of it's explicit. It, South Park is explicit. Period. We can't we can't say no to can't get away with it. Explicit. Yeah, yeah. Scientists are doing experiments on which words people find most offensive. Right. And it's just a little it's just a little scene. They're just going through yeah, words because they're 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 trying to figure Some... out what words trigger people's brains. And yes. like if the word doesn't trigger people's brains, they can keep it in Christmas. The headline of the joke, like the punchline, is at the at the end they say some race racial slur and then they go back to like right. chair or something like that. Yes. So, Mr. Garrison is having trouble figuring out what to do for the play because they aren't yes. allowed to have a Christmas tree or Christmas lights or anything. It's all very it's all generic. Yes. And he asked the kids if they know any non-Santa or Jesus Christmas songs. And Cartman says <laughs> he knows the song. And he says, why don't we sing Kyle's Mom's a Bitch in D minor? And we get a very, very, very classic South Park moment. Where Kyle sings, or where Cartman sings, Kyle's mom's a bitch. Yep. And as we were doing, Kyle's mom's a bitch, she's a big bitch, she's the biggest bitch in the whole wide world. It's a pretty good song. Like, I, like of course, it's it's offensive because it is offensive. because it's a, I mean, a South you Park are song. calling a, a person a bitch and everything, yes. Yeah, <laughs> but it is extremely catchy, it has a great little beat, and it... Oh, it yeah. fits Cartman extremely well. So we finally get that Cartman Cartman singing that song, which he was he was alluding to at one point during the season. That's true. So, yes. Yeah, that he was going to sing the song. During the song, because the kids are all clapping along, Mr. Garrison and so is clapping along. so is Mr. Garrison. Because, <laughs> <laughs> of course, he is. Because, I mean, he feels the same way about it as Cartman does. Like, Sheila has kind of ruined his play, or, like, how easy it was going to be to put on this play. Mr. Hankey wakes up, as Cartman's singing, though, and he wants, he's like, oh, that's certainly not very nice. And he wants to teach Cartman a lesson. Yes. Yes, he does. And at the end of the song, which Cartman, of course, is like doing like a big, you know, she's a bitch. Like, right. Uh, it's a good end. It's a big, fancy ending to his song. Yes. Hanky very violently is like, Rah! like, yes. screaming as he like <laughs> hurls himself. So he throws himself at Cartman, and yes. Car- he, he gets poo on Cartman's and smears face. onto his face and falls to the floor. I, for some reason, floor. did not remember if he jumped into his mouth or not. <laughs> and I kept going, this is going to be so nasty because he's going to jump into his mouth. That's, and then... <laughs> that's a feasible thing to forget because it does feel like he was, like when Cartman's like got his mouth wide open, yes, like singing, like he's doing, and then he'd throw ah, himself And then that's when it would have gone into his mouth. And I'm just like, oh, God, yeah. it's going to happen. And then it just smears <laughs> on his face, which is also absolutely disgusting. But at least it's not in his mouth. <laughs> yes. There is a episode further down the line where mr hanky is dying and he tells kyle that sometimes i put myself in your mouth while you're sleeping maybe that's why i'm thinking about it (laughs) yeah so he does admit to kyle that he has done that before so gross there's poo on kyle's hands yes and because mr hanky fell just fell like silently like he's not alive and we are supposed to question is he going insane like, is this right. all Kyle in Kyle's head? It. Yeah. 
This is also suspiciously kind of like another community episode where it's all in Abed's head. Remember that claymation episode where everything yes, is taking place in Abed's I head? I do. So there's yeah. another connection there. Interesting. Very interesting. They send Kyle to Mr. Mackey. And this is where we get the first ever Mr. Mackey. Is this the guy. first ever Mr. Yeah, I guess I it think is. this is the first Mr. Mackey. So we get this trick school counselor. Dogs like this. Okay. <laughs> making you yawn talking like him yeah, it kind of does it does he he tells kyle that kyle is a fecophiliac guy and he's obsessed with poo never looked that and he up. thinks maybe <laughs> yeah don't don't google that i really don't google, wouldn't do, don't google any of this stuff because even if you're doing it to get a south park thing you're not gonna get that no and mr Mackey thinks that maybe it's because it's christmas time and the kids make fun of him for being jewish and he feels left out and all of this stuff. So maybe he's making up Mr. Hanky in his head. Sure. And he's maybe he's mad about this. Mad enough to kill? <laughs> no. Oh, well, that's okay, good. Okay, that's good. <laughs> he's just he's just mad. Not mad enough. While this is happening, Mr. Hanky is in Mr. Mackey's coffee. And Mr. he's like Hanky showering is himself. He is disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, this one's pretty gross. Like, come on. He doesn't yeah, realize he's got... that he's a gross piece of poo. Yeah, I, does he not? Does he not realize that? Because that's just disgusting. It makes people sick. Let's not. He tells Kyle he's screwed up. Mr. Mackey yeah. does. Right. And he wants to put him on Prozac. And Kyle, this whole time, is like trying to, like. Not tell him. Yeah, not hope that he doesn't see this turd, but he does. And he's like, oh my god, you sick little monkey. Yeah, like, Kyle. He, like, when would have Kyle put the turd into your cup, though, is my question. That should be kind of the question here of, like, how would Kyle have done this? Cause it's... Yes, because you're paying attention to him. Like, where did this turd come from? <laughs> <laughs> yep, you said it. Where did this turd <laughs> come from? I'm not happy about they, it. <laughs> they uh, at the at the Christmas pageant, they can't have Christmas lights because they offend people with epilepsy. So I don't know if offend is the right word. No, I think it could have like, hurt people more so than offend. But look, they're just trying yeah, to, gonna, to make I'm it. I'm even guessing that somebody worse. without epilepsy said that. And then that that's why. They oh, probably. That. Yeah. Kenny this is. This. I like this. <laughs> asked to go pull the cords out of the wall. By a leaky faucet. Yes. The many so, cords. Like, dangerous yes. to have this many cords. Very dangerous. In. Next and to of a course, leaky faucet. He does so without issue. Yeah, he was totally fine. So, yeah, he's fine. I don't know what you expected. This I don't even know why I brought it's... it up. I... No, I don't know. This is, has Go to be ahead. like when he like becomes self aware. Or was he already self aware before this? Yes, he clearly is self aware about this. Yes, he's very self aware. <laughs> yes, I don't, I don't know why, but he is very self aware about this. He might have been before this because they send him off to do it by himself, and he knows, like, oh god, like something, something's I... gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Mackie tells Stan because Ma Mr. Mackie like runs into the room because Kyle is chasing him down with Mr. Hanky and turd. the yeah. And, He's just running with a turd, going, look, and, I, I'll prove it to you, I'll prove it to yeah. you. Yeah. Mr. Mackey's like saying... Kyle, like, one, I'm so, I'm so sorry, Kyle, because 
if this is all in your head, I'm so sorry that you're just like having to go through this. But he's going through also, a mental breakdown. Yeah, truly having a mental breakdown. And then also because he is real and he's trying to like prove that he's real and it's not working. I'm also sorry because he's having to run around with a turd constantly <laughs> to prove it. Folks at home, if this is happening to a friend of yours in real life, you get him some help because Mr. Hanky is not actually. Well, I guess no, I shouldn't no. say that. I shouldn't say Mr. What if you believe? What if you believe? What if you believe? Yeah, you're right. So I shouldn't say that. But you still shouldn't be handling fecal matter. I like really if he wouldn't pops put it off, in your hands. Don't just no, don't touch it. If if he comes out of the toilet and he says hi ho, that's one thing. Tell him that's where he stays. I'm sorry, but tell you have him to stay, stay in, within the toilet. in the toilet. Yes, at the very least, you should be within the toilet. <laughs> they decide the boys to take Kyle to a mental hospital. So they check yeah. him in for being a depressed fecophiliac on Prozac. Yes. That night is the Christmas play, and the kids all have these leotards on. <laughs> so remi- okay, again, the- again, this kind of reminds me of uh, the community's human. Because it, it like, yes. the, the outfit they have on is just, like, a full-body leotard. Not on the head, but, like, a full-body... Yep darkish gray green leotard gray leotard yes yeah yeah Yeah. i don't know why we're connecting these two shows i I mean eventually but you did that to me now eventually (laughs) those christmas the christmas episodes will all be together of course but you know there is connection there for sure that's interesting there's no christmas trees there's no christian stuff there's nothing right meanwhile kyle's going nuts in the mental hospital he's singing dreidel 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 to himself Second verse, same as the first. Dreidel, 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 I made you out of clay. Dreidel, 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 with dreidel I will play. And he's just doing that over and over again. In a straitjacket in a padded room. Right. There's a star above the stage. And (sighs) somebody shouts at that. Like a star. Like five-pointed, like, you make a star, star shape. (laughs) But someone says that could be very offensive to non-Christians. So they're like, oh, all right, like, go take it down. So Kenny has to climb the ladder to go get the it. The rickety ladder and of course, above the be- shark tank. Right. <laughs> There's a shark in the third act of this play. Which now I'm interested in this third act. There's a shark. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I'll, I'll mention something about this, this play once we, once we get to it. Yeah. So he has to go get the, get it down. Right. The opening act for this play is Chef. And he gets to sing a song first, and it includes a oh, lot of Christmas. Oh, it's a fantastic song. A lot of Christmas references about Yule logs and fa-la-la-ing, decking your halls or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I can't, la, fa- yeah. can't wait to fa-la-la your la and like deck your <laughs> deck your halls. I think is one of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, lay you down by the the Yule log and that's right. Yeah, it should be that he's going to show her his Yule log. Yeah, that would make more sense. Maybe it is. <laughs> Just, I think it's by the fire or something. Oh, jing- yeah. jingle your bells. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Um, jingle your there's bells. There's some more. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> so Chef obviously is doing his shtick. I was going to say. So Chef obviously is, uh, you know, singing about Christmas caroling. and. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's just singing a very traditional. But he's Christmas making girl. it very like jazzy instead, so it's yeah, not you yeah. know Christmassy. It's very. That's funny, why yeah. he gets. That's why he gets away with it. Yeah. We <laughs> see that Kenny. Kenny gets the star down without incident. I don't know what any of you were expecting. Yeah, and that, then he was fine. Yeah, it's no big deal. We hear that the music was put together by Philip Glass. Rachel, you know Philip Glass. I I don't. You know the name. 
I think I know the class. name. Yeah, but go ahead and explain. Yeah. Okay, so th- this is them kind of making fun of like Philip Glass music. He's this minimalist composer. So like everything is like very like do 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 like eccentric modern mm-hmm. bullshit pretentious kind of shit. Yeah, uh, that kind of idea I think is the the idea of what they're going for here. Yeah, because like the kids start doing an interpretive dance to this like very minimalist music. Yeah, <laughs> I actually love this. <laughs> happy, happy, happy. <laughs> Everybody happy, happy, <laughs> happy, happy. I actually really enjoy that. I love how ridiculous it is. Uh, oh my it god, is just yes. this interpretive dance thing. Rachel, if you, I don't think you, I mean, you might not have watched this episode of Best of the Worst yet, where they do turtle doves. I don't remember. Or what do turtles dream of, I think is what it's called. Okay. Uh, it's this, this same like idea where it's like these four people are just standing in a row doing interpretive dance and somebody's going... I went to the store. I went to the store. I went to the store. And they're all, and like somebody else goes, wah, wah, wah. And like doing like, and it's all that kind of like. Oh my God. I can't, I'm sorry. Hippie-ish, I know, like, some like people modern. Really love it. Some people love it and I don't know why. It's not for me. Like Mr. Hanky, it's just not for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I'm sure it's, it's very. It's interesting. I'm sure it's very highfalutin and intellectual. And yeah, I don't I'm understand not, it because I'm, I'm too there. stupid. That's right. I'm fine with that. I'm That's fine being too stupid to understand it. It's really Kyle's silly, mom. <laughs> but it's kind of it's really stupid. Kyle's mom and <laughs> Father Maxi really don't like it though. Oh no! They, they say it's it. horrible. It's just crap. Like what? What is this? And the Brafalovskis are like, well, it wasn't our idea to take out Santa. Like, they just didn't want the nativity in it. Right. And so... the adults the adults all start fighting each other. Rabble, 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 rabble. Right. As this is happening, Chef asks where Kyle is, and they tell him that he kept seeing a Christmas poo, so they take him to the mental hospital. And Chef is like, you mean Mr. Hanky? And they're like, oh, no, did we make a mistake? Because, I mean, yeah, I love that Chef is like, no, I know who Mr. Hanky is. Yeah, Chef, of course, knows who Mr. Hanky is. He's a chef. He's got plenty of fiber in his diet. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He would. At this point, we got our fake sponsor. Oh, yeah. So we might as well just cut to our fake sponsor We're, real quick. Yeah. Uh, so it's a fake <laughs> It's a fake commercial with real people, not yes. animated, real right. live people. And they have made a Mr. Hanky of Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, I would version. say it's like a Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. Yeah, but it's of Mr. Hanky. Like right. you go get your you go get your own Mr. Hanky and then you the can like decorate him out of the toilet with a special fecal retrieval device. Yes. And you and put you and you decorate him. Yeah. Yep. And at the end of the commercial is a little girl, like a baby in a high chair and she's apparently eaten the Mr. Hanky. Yeah. There is a part, I like the part where the girl goes, I really wish dad was still alive. And she's <laughs> silent. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyways. <laughs> you you didn't you didn't like the the little girl eating a chocolate cake. She was or enjoying she her, 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 her chocolate rabbit. Yeah, she was fine. Yeah. It's not, not it's, it's not poo. It's it's not poo. <laughs> It looked that was like a ro- that play. was a robots don't climb. So- it's not poo. It's not poo. It's, it's not, not poo. poo. It's not poo. Robots don't climb. 
robots. What, what were you Climb. saying? I thought it, I said it, it looked like thick clay, so I don't think they actually yeah. made it out of chocolate. I think like they're they are Mr. Hanks was, was made out of like a nice thick like brown clay. Yeah, yeah, so that they could pose it and stuff. Yeah, it was all over the kids could... on their face and <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's all over their faces and stuff. Of course, is the joke. <laughs> Rachel loved it. Back at the show, Chef says if they all say they believe in Mr. Hanky, he'll come to life, and they start saying they believe in him. I and believe. There's Mr. Hanky. See, I told you. This yeah. is what I mean. <laughs> yeah, very Tinkerbell. Yes. Start clapping he... your hands and Mr. Hanky yeah. will appear. Ugh. Yes. Start farting <laughs> and Mr. Hanky will appear. Oh. It's, it's true. It's true. So uh, he says, Heidi Ho, Chef. And Chef says, Heidi Ho, Mr. Hanky. Right back to him. Mm-hmm. And I love Cartman's reaction here. I kind of wish Cartman no, would come back me. the entire rest this of This is me. I, I felt I felt for for Cartman at this point. I was like, you and me <laughs> both, bud. You and me both. Howdy ho, Mr. Hanky. Okay, that does it. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Talking poo is where I draw the line. What's all the ruckus? <laughs> He's like, all right, we've had a lot of fun here. I'm uh, I'm going to peace out. Yeah. And he just leaves. I'm like, ah, I'm right there with you. And he just leaves. We don't see him until the end of the episode. Right. But I do like that he just leaves. Mr. Hanky tells, says he's going to try to stop everyone from fighting. So he tells right. them to stop fighting. He gives them a speech about Christmas. Come on, gang. Don't fight. You people focus so hard on the things wrong with Christmas that you've forgotten what's so right about it. Don't you see? This is the one time of year we're supposed to forget all the bad stuff. Stop worrying and being sad about the state of the world. And for just one day, say all the heck with it. Let's sing and dance and bake cookies. You talk about and you want to talk about what's wrong with Christmas and all of the ways that it can divide us instead of talking about what's right with Christmas. And meanwhile, <laughs> the entire rest of the place is like in shock that there's a talking <laughs> pile of crap. Right. And then Gerald starts a slow clap for it because I think he, of course, is like, "Oh, my son was was right." Was right, like, yes. Was Mr. Hanky, and they all start applauding, and they realize the error of their ways that they should love their it's fellow all about man. Togetherness. <laughs> yeah, it's all about being together, and for one day at the very least of the year, we can stop and enjoy each other's company. Right. Even though most of the time you have to be around people that you don't want to be around during Christmas, sometimes you get you get lucky and you get to be around people that you actually enjoy. And Stan says, this is pretty fucked up right here, because <laughs> Mr. Hanky gathered them all together. So then we go back to the mental hospital, and Kyle is sitting in his padded cell, and Mr. Hanky greets Kyle. blue song again. And he thinks that he's still crazy because he can see Mr. Hanky. But Mr. Hanky's like, I brought you some friends. And of course, because it's a traditional Christmas special, the yes. entire crowd is outside singing Mr. Hanky the Christmas Poo and Everybody wishing Kyle a Merry Christmas. Yeah. They this let, is where it, they the let guy Kyle that's dressed out. up as like Tiny Tim starts singing that part about <laughs> the, the colors of Yeah, poo. he's dressed very Dickensian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They sing a version of the Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh song. They let Kyle out, so he gets to join everybody in singing along. 
Mr. Hanky hops into Santa's sleigh, saying that he's got a lot of work to do. Cartman says, "Break, make sure to bring me lots of presents. I always believed in you." Yeah, so, I like that. Like, as long as he brings me presents, I don't care. <laughs> yep. Stan learned that Jewish people are okay, and Hanukkah can be cool too. And then they all are like, something doesn't feel right. Yeah, something feels unfinished. Like we haven't done something so some, here. Something wasn't, something didn't happen. And then the words, the end, come up on screen. And <laughs> Kenny rejoices. Yes, he goes, woohoo! And he looks so happy. Because he's like <laughs> looking around like, oh god, it's going to happen, isn't it? It's going to happen. I almost thought, right, that the D was going to fall on him. I thought so too, yes. At least the first time I saw this, I thought that or something was going to come in and kill him like right at the the last second, yeah. But they let Kenny live because it's Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) Yep. But Oh, I love this mid-credits joke. (laughs) It's so funny. And it fits into the next episode pretty well too for how these people treat Jesus. Yes. So we cut to Jesus sitting or we cut to the cable access station outside yes. the cable access station and he does hear jesus singing happy birthday to me because he's, he's all just, by himself they all forgot about his birthday because they were at the school play and then learning about mr hanky so nobody came to right. his birthday party oh poor jesus uh, it's that's a good joke like i yes i legitimately laughed at that one because i was like oh that's very sad and very funny yes because (laughs) and you can interpret that however you'd like too about how all of these people the ones that are are religious as well forgot about jesus because they're just doing like doing their own thing so they kind of forget the point of why they're even doing it so you got you can get that interpretation out of it south park like a lot of things south park can be interpreted however people want to take it yep for good and for bad and that is the end of the episode mr hanky the christmas poo rachel what are your thoughts about the episode what are your final thoughts about the episode and what and did you learn anything today uh it's a fine episode i like the music i, I like kenny's being so super aware of himself too much poo for my liking but we did Hashtag learn too much poo. Right? <laughs> Hashtag too much poo. We did learn a, <laughs> too much a, a lovely... poo for my like. Too much poo for my liking is gonna go down as like a, a quote for a, from Rachel on this podcast. God damn it! <laughs> that's, gonna, that's gonna be your review. If folks at home, if you can leave five star, I don't know if I want this, but if you want to leave Please a five don't. star review, it just says too much poo for my liking. <laughs> No, yeah, probably no, don't do that. get out of here. Probably don't do that. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. Anyway, the five star review. But anyway, if you were saying no, I'm done. Move on. <laughs> your, your your thoughts, Kevin. Yours, and then you can say what we learned today. This is going to be an interesting one when we do the final rankings of the season, because for the most part, we are pretty well in in lockstep on a lot of things. We except for when we have our sibling rivalry uh, about stuff. I think for the most part we've been fairly yeah, I think like we've been typically however similar because of the fact that you don't like Mr. Hanky we might be be farther <laughs> apart on this one maybe I think and it could be in part nostalgia but it's definitely a classic episode of South Park here oh yeah it's I mean, it's... it's still one of their best ones they've got the music in it they've got the good jokes it has 
fairly wholesome message to it. Oh, yeah, it's a nice wholesome message. I don't know if I like it more than, like, Pink Eye, for instance. Sure. So I don't know exactly where it'll all all play out, but I think it's one of their better episodes. And what did I learn today? Well, I learned about Mr. Hanky, for one. Oh, I know. Something, I learned um... that it's illegal for Jews to eat Christmas snow, which I did not know before this. It's at least very according special to snow. Officer Barbary. Yeah. yeah, at least according to Officer Barbary. I don't right. know how official his word is, though. That's also, yeah, I mean, that's very true. That is our special holiday episode of South Park. Happy holidays, Rachel. Yep, happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like, can we just please move on? <laughs> happy holidays to you and to yours, all of their, our listeners out there that are listening to this. Whether it be the middle of July when we are recording this, or it's or August. Or it's the holiday season when you're listening to this. We hope that you enjoyed that episode of Mr. Hanky, the Christmas Pooh. But we here at Shelf Life are going to continue on. After a brief break, we will come back with Damien. Rectos. Dominos. <laughs> cheesy poops. <laughs> Who will win our soul? Our savior and lord? Or the prince of darkness? It's the final battle between good and evil. And it's only on pay-per-view. Jesus versus Satan. Live from the South Park Forum on Saturday. Call now to order. Only $49.95. And we're back with another episode of South Park Season 1. This one, Rachel, is entitled what? Damien. Rectos. Dominos. (laughs) <laughs> cheesy poofs I think what was I did they ever say that, cheesy poofs I, I like the fact know. that you go cheesy poofs I thought in my head I remembered them saying cheesy poofs at one point like I used to think that they were saying dominoes and not dominoes or whatever they say yeah but I I could have sworn at some point in the lyrics they say cheesy poofs I don't know if they do or not though I, I just watched I it and I can't I can remember. tell you I don't remember the episode. I didn't remember the episode at all. You didn't remember this one? I was one? like, oh my gosh, no. Yeah, because uh, rectus dominos means ass master that... in Latin. So that's why they <laughs> say that. But That I recognized, but yeah. the episode I just didn't. So Rachel, what happens in Damien? So Damien, the child of Satan, comes to school and causes some fire shenanigans and then satan comes and fights jesus in a boxing match yes very good very succinct <laughs> oh it's also cartman's birthday it's it is also cartman's birthday <laughs> that first first and foremost it is cartman's birthday okay that's right and you fucking forget about it so <laughs> i wasn't invited I, well if you want to get him the the yellow mega man or the red <laughs> mega man then be my guest so yes, this is an episode of South Park in which they poke fun at the omen, of course, yes. being Damien, Damien being the Antichrist, the son of the devil, and right. uh, and then of course doing the final battle of good and evil between Jesus and Satan. So, so right. this is the first appearance of Satan on the show. It is yeah, a, that's interesting. I mean, he becomes a pretty regular character on South oh, Park. Oh yeah. A very good character, actually. The whole point of, or, or, or I guess kind of like where they go with this, is they wanted to do a subplot where a new kid comes to town. They say this on the uh, 
the intro to the episode on the DVD commentary, being the new kid is hard because they beat the crap out of the new kids all the time. <laughs> they also say that, that happened to them. Do you think they were the new kid at one point? I don't know. We were never the new kid, technically. No, we, but we like, were going I'm... into high school because we went to a different high school than we That's went to. That's true. But that didn't. But anytime that there was a new kid, we way. weren't mean to the new kid. At one least time I we... wasn't. I never cared enough to give a shit. No. Like it seems weird to make fun. Like I get it. I'm. Sh- I know it happens. Like it has to happen. It's just like well, a yeah, weird cause thing because like why? Suck. But like why do kids do that? Like what is the purpose? No. Is it just because I don't somebody know why different? bullies exist? I but guess. Like, but why to people that are new? Like I don't get that. Yeah. What's the I... big deal? And maybe somebody out there knows like the psychology behind it because. Is it just somebody different is coming into your life and you feel they don't... threatened or may- maybe? Oh, is it maybe just they like feel a... threatened by it. Because it's like change or something like that. It just seems like an odd thing that yeah. uh, that, that happens. Because it, it for sure does. It's just weird. So anyway, yeah, that was the point of that. They wanted to have a new kid that was getting bullied and they wanted to make it the Antichrist and do an omen send up by having like the creepy Damien from the omen. They wanted Mike Judge who was the creator of King of the Hill, to play Damien. They, Interesting. He was going to do it, but they had some sort of like conflict in the timing, so he w- didn't have the time to do it. He ends up playing Kenny in South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. So he, they did get him to come in to do a line for them. So Mike Judge, Mike Judge being one of the people that they must have that mutual respect of, like the animation, of course, being, you know, King of the Hill being a, a precursor to South Park in a lot of ways. They said that they got a lot of backlash for this one because people, religious groups, said that it was blasphemous. Sure. I get it that a bit, but I also get that some reviewers said it's actually kind of a complex, wholesome message of how humans interact Mm -hmm. with Jesus and with good and with evil. uh, Right. Because... I think it's more on that side of things where it It does. Yeah. It's actually a very wholesome view of of humanity. And humanitarianism. Sure. <laughs> what? No, go ahead. Say what you're going to say. No, I just, I just feel like it, even if it, it's because they're using Jesus and Satan and like the yes. religion aspect of it. If they weren't using that, then yes. sure, they wouldn't. It, it sure. Wouldn't then no one them. would care. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. I, I understand. They also got backlash from some people saying that they lost their edge. I don't know. I don't understand what that I don't means. know. I don't know. Because I... <laughs> Like, they're having Jesus box Satan. Like, I, how right. could you say that this show lost its edge? And maybe because yeah, at the end of the day... About? Maybe because at the end of the day, it's a wholesome message, so people thought that... But they, there's always a wholesome message. That's the yeah. whole point. <laughs> South Park, at, at its core, is kind of about... You should be kinder to people. Right! So it, that's very odd that people would say that they lost their edge at this point. And who knows? Maybe they just cherry-picked... Because th- th- it was Matt and Trey saying this... So maybe they just cherry-picked seeing some people say that and it bugged them more because it was, you know, oh, negativity. Because they said people said that they sold out. Like, this was proof that they sold out. And it's like, what are you talking about? They're doing yeah, something like, that's, that clearly is going to piss people off. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't get it. So anyway, let's get right into Damien. Or maybe they're just showing the two extremes where they did piss people off. And other people are yes. saying it's not enough. Right. So, like, what are, what but are we supposed to do? But it is enough because yeah. it is, like, right. pissing it's people pissing off, people but it's off. not enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess maybe they are just showing that, like, what no matter what you do, you are you can't win with 
these people. Which people. again, if you go on X, which I hope is dead by the time this episode drops and we've <laughs> moved on to something else. You go on threads or whatever. I keep getting confused when you say X. It's a fucking stupid name. <laughs> yes, I agree. It doesn't affect me in the slightest because I don't use it. We barely use so it. it's so dumb. But it's just fucking stupid. Uh, we do have a threads now, though, so. Yeah, so go follow us on threads. So anyway, <laughs> let's get into Damien. So it begins... With Cartman handing out invitation to his birthday party. And you will notice, Rachel, that this is definitely something that sticks with Cartman. A lot of his personality traits come from this episode. Yes. And in particular, the way that he verbalizes things, of course, comes with this episode, too. Because he's doing a, here you go, uh, here you go. That, like, yes. trying to be like, oh, I'm such an innocent, here you go, like, Clyde, oh, this is here's good. your invitation. Yeah. Yeah. But he also wants them to pay attention to him. It's, yes. it's that, yeah. Here's yours, Wendy. And here's yours, Clay. The kids are excited, though. And Pip asked for his. <laughs> Look, the, the kids are excited because his mom always use, throws these huge-ass parties for him. And sure. she's a good cook and everything, so they're all excited to be able to go. Pip does not get an invitation. He's like, ah, oh, Pip, oh, I didn't get you an invitation. It's turning into Michael Jackson. He's and he's so like... mean, though. Yes, he teases Because well, he always does that higher voice. That is his teasing voice. Yes, that's his teasing voice. And he says that he shoved Pip's invitation up his ass. So yep. Pip is not getting an invitation. Pip is a terrible character. Like, let's be real. But... I mean, he's just a character. He's just there. Yes. Mr. Garrison tells the kids that it's a special day today because there is a new student there. And this is where we get the rectus dominus. Dominus. I used to think it was dominus, like I said, but it wasn't. Damien Which also enters... would have been funny. It just says scary chance, so I don't, I don't. Oh, it doesn't say anything. That sucks. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't let you. Yeah, it's stupid. Oh, I do like this, though. On the blackboard, it does say 666. Oh, so like the signs were there. One of the algebra uh, algebraic equations is uh 2x plus 3y plus 1 equals 666 oh okay yep yeah. <laughs> so yes damien clearly clearly the damien from the omen as well he's he's modeled the same way with the jet black hair and like the bowl cut and everything rachel have you yes. ever seen the omen the original I've never watched the, the omen i don't think i've watched the the omen before we'll probably have to add them to the list another richard donner movie i think we, I think we will yeah I don't know when we've got we've got to do more uh, horror of course on the list oh yeah he says because Mr. Garrison asked him where he's from where Damien is from and Damien says the seventh layer of hell and <laughs> Mr. Garrison's like oh that's exciting my mother was from Alabama yep <laughs> I uh, really like that line and he ha has Damien takes a seat so they're gonna start back where they what they were talking about I can't remember what lesson Mr. Garrison was giving them but the part that he is trying to emphasize is that Nancy Sinatra was uh, quite a choice piece of ass. <laughs> I guess I don't know. <laughs> Music? <laughs> I, I'm sure it was it was uh, chemistry or something. Who knows? Yeah, da something. Damien always talks in this grand fashion about how he was, he's going to rule over the world and his father's reign yes. will last a thousand years and all of this stuff. This entire, you know, time, he's he's talking, like, in grand tomes. Oh, yes, right. Cartman, of course, 
starts to bully Damien right away because that is Immediately Cartman's job. Immediately starts teasing him. Yes. yes. Damien gets mad at him because Cartman... Cartman says, like, oh, here's your invitation, new kid. And he's like, oh, you're not going to get one. I can't remember if he says anything else to him, but Damien getting mad uses his devil powers to lift Cartman's desk and throw it out the window. I'm kind of surprised he didn't throw Cartman out with it, but Cartman kind of, like, slides out of the desk before it goes out the window. Yeah, he kind of falls out of the desk first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think because it spins, so it just, like, dumps oh, him first. Okay. okay. And... That allows Cartman to, or allows Mr. Garrison to, to yell at Damien a little bit for uh, doing that. But nobody kind of questions the powers. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah, they're just kind of like, yeah, that happened. <laughs> yeah, you know, it happens. He has devil powers, it's Somebody fine. gets mad, yeah, the desk goes out the window, sure. It's just another day in South Park, really. Yeah. At lunch, the boys ask why Cartman put items on their invitation they all have mm -hmm. like a different item on their invite and he's put on there what they're supposed to get him <laughs> so like e each person is supposed to get him something like this is what they're supposed to get him and they're like they're not supposed to do sure. that you're supposed now, to let like it be a surprise Rachel, you can give like here's the things i like yeah i don't mind this practice in fact i don't if but... people did this Unless it was something, like, if, if you had to fight back and be like, this is, I'm not getting you something this expensive, or whatever, like that. Oh, yeah. But if somebody did this, and it was, like, in the right price range, I'd be perfectly fine with getting them whatever they actually sure. asked for. I mean, I usually ask for, like, a mini list or, of things you'd like, or themes, like, that you like, and then, then I kind of go off of that. That's more fun for me, then, to get you something. Yeah. As someone that but, gets, I mean, it's it's understandable. As someone that gets horribly stressed out about getting people the right <laughs> gift, though, and then ultimately I'm just get whatever I can find or like think might be good anyway. Yeah, this would be way more helpful and easy if someone's just like, just get sure. me this. Like, I like mom does that a ton with us. She'll just Sometimes be like, she'll just get that, me yeah, this. It's like this is it, right? Yeah. This year we She's actually very specific. we got her uh, random stuff on her own, kind of. I guess she did do a get me this once or twice on there. She did. She did. <laughs> but it's so much and easier then I, and then because I then you know that oh, you're I getting somebody. Oh, I want to get her something else. So now I have to wait till Christmas to get her something else. <laughs> but like, it makes it so much easier because you know what they're getting. And he's, and the prices aren't too bad. Because he's like, well, you know, I, he has to get all the Mega Men. Because then he can make the Ultra Mega Mega Man. <laughs> And he's Sounds essentially like a Power Ranger thing. Well, it definitely is a rip-off Power Ranger thing. Like I think that's where what this is supposed to be, right? Like yeah. you put together all the Mega Men and they make the Ultra Mega Mega Man. So right. it, it of course is definitely Power Ranger thing, which we'll get to down the line at some point as well. I mean, I guess if, you, if if you think about it, so yes, they're talking about the fact that don't give us like the gift, but then he like turns to he turns to Kenny and he goes, I gave you the cheaper one because I know you're poor. And I was like, okay, well, look, that is probably as nice as a <laughs> thing as Cartman That's as can nice do. as Cartman can be. Yeah. Yes, because he's like, well, you're you're poorer, so I'm gonna give I'm gonna tell you to get me the cheapest one. Which is yeah. like, okay, that's thoughtful for Cartman. For and then Cartman, he, yeah. he then becomes an asshole after that. But still <laughs> Yes, still effort. Sorry. Still effort until he starts making fun of him for being poor. Right. The yellow Mega Man is only eight ninety five. He he's kind of essentially using his mother's baked goods to blackmail them all into getting what, oh, yeah, he, pretty what much. he wants. 
I mean, you're going to get Cartman something anyway, I guess. So you might as well get something where he's not going to be an asshole about it. Sure. But he's still Cartman, so it's like, I don't want to... You don't want to get him anything because he's the, a little The asshole. thing is, is that he's being very specific. He's going, this is what I want, so this would be, like, a good thing if this here's your idea for to get me. But instead, it's, this is what you have to get me, or you don't get cake, and you have to leave. Right. Like, that's yes. the problem. That's the difference. That's yes. where the problem You're right. Comes in. That is the difference. Not only is that the difference, but we're thinking of it as adults, where it's like, hey, what, what do you want? Because... We're adults exchanging gifts. And I want to get you thinking a gift, about, but, like, I want to get you something you want. Yeah, yeah we're, we're not thinking about kids doing it. Because, like, as an adult, you almost have to do that because an adult can go get themselves whatever they want. Right. <laughs> so you have to be like, well, what, what kind of thing would you like as a gift instead of getting it for yes. yourself? Yeah. All right. I retract my statements. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. It's understandable. It's just a different but... phase of life. Yes, as a kid. Yes. Kids, if you're listening to this episode and you should get your parents' permission to listen to Shelf Life, don't, don't, you don't especially tell... Especially South Park. Especially South Park. You shouldn't be... <laughs> don't tell your friends what to get you. You should be letting your friends' moms exchange information a- exchange, with each other. Yeah, yeah, the parents now must speak to each other and say, what, what does your kid actually want? Okay, yeah, we're going to get your kid fucking this. little brat? What's your stupid little brat actually want? <laughs> can't stand I mean, it but our knows. friends play with each other yeah <laughs> weirdly i thought this was weird of damien i guess he's just trying to fit in or he's just trying to sit somewhere damien tries to come and sit with them and they reject yeah. him yeah they pull a mean girls and say you can't sit with us <laughs> they, they literally do yeah <laughs> and they shout at damien because damien goes to just sit with pip because pip's just sitting by himself so he knows like he'll go sit sure. with them Pip introduces himself and he's like, my name's Philip, but everyone hates me, so they call me Pip. And he's like, well, then I'll call you Pip because he's trying to he's still right. be Damien, like the tough little, he's little evil, evil right. kid. Yeah. They shout back at Damien because they're making fun of the new kid. And they say, right. Kenny saw his mom in the parking lot and she's a real dog, which I think is also a reference to the Antichrist because the Antichrist in the Omen, the mom's a jackal oh i never really thought about that that yeah, would make sense I, I think it's a reference to that because so then like is the mom like literally a dog then or something gotcha or like yeah so maybe she was actually a jackal and they didn't see her <laughs> kenny says something under his muffleness i couldn't yes. tell what he said this time no but idea. because of this damien turns him into a duck-billed platypus and yes, Car- he does. Cartman and is he's a, a platypus. And he's a platypus. The rest of the episode gets is a platypus. <laughs> Which I love that he makes the duck noise. He makes sound, a duck noise. I'm pretty like sure that platypus. platypus do not make the duck noise. I don't think so either. They just have flat brimmed noses. Yeah, they have a they have a duck bill they're they're duck billed platypus. That they have a duck bill, they have a beaver tail. They're very adorable. I love platypus. They're so they're, cute. They're definitely something where God was like, what leftover parts do I have here? Let's just put all this together so that we can I love it. use these parts. <laughs> it's like getting an Ikea set and you have like a couple of nails left over and you're like, fuck, what am I going to supposed to do with these? Cartman is upset about this and he wants him turned back. Oh no, they chirp. They go. Oh, that's even weirder. Who would have thought that? <laughs> like what a random, it's a random animal. They're so cute, though. I love them. I'm not saying Anyways, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying they're very random. Yes. Cartman wants Kenny turned back 
into a, a human because he can't get him the toy if he doesn't. Which I think he still could. Which is interesting. But yeah, why not? He He's follows like the boys around. Platypus. Yeah. Chef tells them not to not like someone just because they're different because they're saying like the new kid's here and he's a weirdo and that kind of stuff. And he's like, well, you're not supposed yeah, to. Chef has a good, yeah, yeah. he gives him a good talking He actually to. gives him fairly decent advice. In fact, he starts singing a song Sings. about it and he's, <laughs> for Chef, he stays on point pretty well. He does. Yes. At least for a Until while. Until he says, and yeah, and, and then I can lay you down. It doesn't matter because... Yeah, he, I'll, I'll, yeah. He starts. He starts going into <laughs> his usual usual thing. Sexiness. Yeah, because he's sexy chef. <laughs> to the point where he has to stop himself and go like, "What, what were we talking about?" Because he cannot remember <laughs> what he was supposed to be singing to them. Damien starts going nuts because he realizes that yes. like all the kids are going to reject him, so he just starts spinning shit all around the lunchroom. There's yep. all this like furniture and stuff being tossed around and, and it's all swirling around. Too. I thought that was in there was a gun. I did not see that. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> t- today's schools, nobody would think anything of it. So why not back then? There's a hot take. <laughs> Chef says they have to do something and Damien demands to speak to Jesus. Of course. Of course he does. And Kyle and Stan look at each other and they're like, Jesus? And it cuts to Jesus getting ready to go do his talk show. He's combing, he's brushing his hair, which I appreciated that he was brushing his hair. I thought it was kind of funny to see Jesus just brushing yeah, his hair. Yeah, Jesus' hair in South Park is kind of weird. It's almost like he has a man bun with like some loose sides that like just like little loose ends. Is on the that sides. what you think it looks like? That's what it looks like to me. Interesting. Right? That he has like like uh, his hair in a pony or like a, a or in a man bun, and then it's kind of like just little loose like sides. Because otherwise, it looks like these really stringy pieces just coming. It down. does look kind of. You'd stringy. think he'd have like a full head of hair, like nice full like luxurious <laughs> full, thick Jesus head of hair. hair, Jesus hair. Yeah, I guess it's just the way that he's drawn in South Park that makes him look like that. I mean, he he looks yeah. like the Eurocentric version. He almost looks balding Jesus. too. Yeah, he kind of does have like a receding line. Very, very, very tall receding line. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's pretty old. It's Fair. kind of. It, it is a, the Eurocentric version of the character, but it is interesting. Yeah, to your point, kind of when you think about it. But Stan and Kyle go to see him. He thinks that they want an autograph, but they're like, right. no, no, no. We we actually have to come talk to you. Our friend was turned into a duck-billed platypus. Is that what Jesus says? Was that's pretty heavy? I can't remember. Jesus' response to something that they say is, that's pretty heavy. I can't remember what, what it is, though. Yeah, they tell him everything. They tell him, like, oh, okay, here, here, I'll just I'll just tell you what it says. No, no, there's a big problem at school. Some new kid showed up wearing all black, and Chef thinks he's evil. Yeah, look what he did to our friend Ken. Uh, okay. Quack, quack. And then, he, <laughs> well, that's pretty heavy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when they get to the point where they say that he says that he's the dark prince or his father is the dark yeah, like prince. The prince of darkness yeah. yeah that's when jesus realizes who it really is and he says ah. he has to go talk to him because like behold behold like the time is here and like the, the <laughs> blah 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 so he starts he starts going into like that kind of of you know the, right because now it's now he knows like ah the antichrist i must like turn yes. turn that part on because that's yes. what's happening right now and i love stan going oh man now he's talking like the new kid because <laughs> <'cause it's> that, <laughs> it's that same idea you flipped a switch jesus asked them if he can take take me to the see this you know vile creature and all this stuff 
So then right. after he's done doing the the big speech, there's just a okay. I love <laughs> that. that. I love perfect. whenever they do that. Yes. It's always so good. It's different than the Mar- like it makes sense to do in South Park. I've complained about it when like Marvel did it a lot in Guardians of the Vo- Volume 2. Do you remember that? Were they or even Avengers Joss Whedon's Avengers, they undercut emotional moments with a stupid joke like that. I don't like when when that it, happens. It doesn't fit the tone there. It no. fits the tone here to do right. that because it's fucking yes. South Park. So you can be like okay about something right. when someone tries to be serious about it. Yeah, it makes more sense, but it is kind of frustrating when they do it in moments where it it shouldn't happen and just let it in a in a piece of let it go yeah in a piece of art where it's not supposed to do that don't do that but here it makes perfect just because you're trying to push a joke doesn't it doesn't it's not gonna work and it's it's very and it lands perfectly here yeah dark prince yeah yeah so it was written and so the cycle of years brings the son of the evil one Oh, brother, now he's talking like the new kid. Thou must taketh me to the seedling of Satan so mine eyes can confirm the wretched truth. Okay. I love this line. I don't know why I love this line so much, but I love this line, and I feel like I'm going to use it for something. The playground monitor going, Five minutes till recess is over, you little bastards, is so (laughs) funny. To me. It is great. I, yeah. No, I like it. It's good. Because it's just such like a observed joke, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Cartman is coming up with a new plan to get the Mega Man toys now that Kenny can't come up with one because he is a duck-billed platypus, as he points out right. on the board. So he's rearranging the gifts that people are going to have to get him so that he can get the Ultra Mega Mega Man and the Mega Man playhouse or whatever, beach house or whatever else he was he was asking Wendy to get. Yeah, he was asking for like a beach house. I don't know. Clyde's taking notes. You got like this whole thing happening. <laughs> I love that Clyde is taking notes. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's very silly. Damien starts. He's a very burn- spoiled little brat. Oh, he's he's incredibly spoiled. And, and part of that, of course, is we, we learn over the course of the series, like his mom feels bad and and feels like she has to baby him and doesn't know how to get him to be disciplined. All that kind of stuff, for sure. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damien starts burning the playground equipment to just show yep, people just his boss. Lighting everything on fire. It's great. Yeah, as you would if you were <laughs> if you were the son of the devil. And yeah. Pip tells him to go to the counselor because he thinks that the counselor could actually help him. And Jesus shows up on the playground and tells Damien that if Satan wants some... Come get some is kind of, you know. <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. And I love that also Satan knows it's like Damien is like he like he addresses him as Damien right away because like he gets Well, he it. knows everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he understands like, okay, the Antichrist is here. Yeah. <laughs> right. And Damien is like, okay, behold, my father, the prince of darkness. And yes. oh, we hear from Satan in the clouds. It becomes really ominous. And like the you know the wind starts to blow and all of this stuff exactly the power of evil is being shown yeah father maxi and a bunch of other people come here father maxi of course even says look it's that guy from the cable access show (laughs) somebody in a review that's like a kind of like a christian reviewer said that it was an interesting take to have 
to have all this because it kind of shows that even someone like a priest is viewing religion through pop culture. Yes. Because he's like viewing it through the the public access show as opposed to being his lord and savior. It's... Yeah, exactly. I think that's the point of the show, actually, because of what we get in the next few scenes. Damien says that his father is calling out Jesus. He chooses him. And Jesus says the final <laughs> battle between good and evil will be in South Park. Yep. And Jimmo is like, we got to get our ass to the bookies. Yep, they want to bet on it. So because naturally, happening. naturally, South Park has made this into a spectacle. And it's becoming oh, a pay-per-view fight available for forty nine ninety five. Like, of course they're going to do this. Yep. And, I, and again, I think that's more of that commentary where it's like, this is a supposed to be like the battle between good and evil, like the final, final showdown. And they right. cannot help themselves by making this into a spectacle a, a fight right yes they learn that it's going to be on this saturday which is the same day as cartman's birthday and cartman is worried about this because are people going to come to his birthday now like what, what's going to exactly. happen yeah he doesn't and want people to not show up and give him his mega man right that's all he really cares about is that he just wants his stupid presents he doesn't care if people actually come to his birthday he just wants the yeah presents. i don't think he does yeah <laughs> And he's like, this whole thing's a plot against me, which <laughs> tells you everything you need to know about the Cartman character. Absolutely. They do a weigh-in between Jesus and Satan, and they ask Jesus, the boys ask Jesus if he wins the fight, can they? Can he turn Kenny back to normal? And yes. Jesus is like, what do you mean if I win the fight? Yes. And Cartman goes, well, he's Jewish, so don't mind him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. I thought that was funny. Yeah. He's he's Jewish, don't mind him. But it is starting to put, like, Jesus on a, wait a minute, do people not believe that I'm going to win? Yes. I think Jesus has a very interesting arc in this episode. Well, it is kind of his arc. It's his story. It kind of mimics the passion of the Christ, yes. Yes, where he starts not believing in himself. They put all their money on Jesus, most of the town did. So they're like, you know, we're with you, Jesus. We put all our money on you. And he says they don't quite understand the severity of the situation here. Like, this is a big deal. And as this is happening, Satan shows up. A classic South Park character here. He's huge. The Trey and Matt said that they went through a lot of process with with the animators on what his design should look like and how he should look. They ultimately came up with this design because he had to look like he's just massive compared to Jesus. As Jimbo puts it, he is a man who has eaten a lot of beef. But <laughs> Rachel, could you describe Satan in the South Park okay, universe? Describing describing Satan. Okay, so he's red. He's very red, right? He's very... <laughs> rich, <so>. <laughs> <laughs> he's incredibly tall. He's over 300 pounds. He has a skull belt buckle type yeah, thing with like furry yeah. pants. He has his thong on, but we don't... I don't know if, like, it is recognizable as a thong yet. And then uh, he has, like, his hooves, right? And he has yellow horns and yellow eyes. Yeah, he's and all a, and upper body. Goatee. Does he have yeah. a goatee? He's I all guess body. he does. Yeah, yeah. He's all upper body. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Very the, all upper body. Yeah. The, the voice that they're doing. But he's got doing, goat legs, so it makes sense. He has goat know? legs because he's, you know, the devil. And all right. that stuff. So, yes, that's it's fair. It's a fair com- 
way to describe him. It's just a big, hulking, beastly, bulging devil. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Trey says that the voice is supposed to be based off of Pinhead. And in particular, it's Pinhead when, in the end of Hellraiser 2, when he's like, it all makes sense now because he starts to... so like that's the that's the voice that I he's never doing. knew that yeah so yes that's why Satan talks that way as we learn more about Satan as South Park goes along he gets a little more friendly voice kind of. yeah he gets he gets a friendlier like jollier like scary deep voice but yeah it's jollier yeah. So Satan weighs in at 320 pounds compared to Jesus' 135 pounds. And Satan's like, let the new prince be decided on Saturday. I wonder if I can modulate my voice to be more like... No, you probably uh, could. The people of South Park are all now terrified that they've put all their money on Jesus after seeing what Satan looks like. he's so tiny. Yeah. He's He's a lightweight versus the heavyweight. And they're all like, well, we've got to, you know, go, Jesus. Like, yeah, we'll see you Saturday. And they're clearly backing away from supporting him. And the next scene, in fact, is them all going to the bookie and putting all their money on Satan. Right? Which is just a commentary on, on people with their... It absolutely with is. Good and evil. Regardless of intent or not, it absolutely is a commentary well, yeah. on people oh, I think putting, their, putting their faith in evil or something that's clearly wrong or bad because it's easy right. or looks like it's going to be the winning side as opposed yes, to doing something on the winning side yeah instead of doing what's right it's actually very thoughtful surprisingly i, th- in I that think way. i think that was on purpose I'm yeah I, th- I, think so. purpose. I think so i'm gonna give I think it to him damien goes to mr Mackey to talk so he actually takes pip's advice on this and he says mm-hmm. everyone hates him and he's like, why do you think that is? And he's like, because I'm the son of the devil. And he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, else? what else? <laughs> and he says, well, I burned all their playground equipment and all of this stuff. And he's like, yeah, that maybe that's it. Mr. Mackey probably giving some pretty terrible advice here. He tells him... A little bit. ...to be overly nice and to never... Retaliate? Yes. Don't retaliate okay. <laughs> against against the kids. Just be oh, too overly nice and never do anything because that's what he told Pip. She's clearly right. working for and, him. And there's there is a point to being like overly nice to a bully, you know, just to be like don't let it don't let it show that it's getting to you. Sure, but stick up for yourself. Don't Dexter. Yeah, seriously, it it, it is yeah. one of those things. Yeah, it is stick up for yourself. And I don't know, I don't know why it would be advice to not do that. But yeah, she yeah. gives him some terrible advice. But I think, I think his point, he's not, he's not fully telling them what to do. I think he's giving like half of a thought. It's like, yeah, be yes. really nice and like, just keep being nice and then they'll be nice back. Like, okay, sure. It's, it's more so the don't let them like, don't let it show that it's getting to you. Yeah. I think that's really where he's going, trying to go with it, which is yeah. The right advice, like if a bully says something to you or is making fun of you, just kind of ignore it. Turn the other cheek. Or like kind of, <laughs> or or even better would probably be to smirk at it or like right. think or like act like, yeah, that's okay. Like it's, you could probably do better than that. that yeah, because like, that, okay, yeah, okay. that yeah, will actually, to me. yeah, like that'll actually piss off the bully, right? Because then it means that it's not working. That's right. That's really the, the whole point. Do Don't yeah. let it work. Yeah. Don't feed the troll. Which we yep. would do way too much in this world. Ugh. 
Stupid trolls. It, of course, does cut to it working for Pip because the children are all spitting on him. And he's saying, right, oh, yes. you did a very good job spitting on me there. That Almost. was pretty good. Because they're, like, saying, yeah, like, I'm going to get in his again. eye or whatever. Yeah. Oh, try yeah. again. The kids are all at, at recess and Damien comes by and they yell at him for burning everything down. And he apologizes. Yes, he does. He said he didn't have a choice. Yes. Because he's saying that he was just doing his father's bidding. And Cartman actually, kind of cleverly, is like, goes yeah. and farts on him. Because he's like, oh, sorry, new kid. I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like... It's like, that's just an excuse. Like, yeah. come on. It's like, you did have a choice. You did not have to burn the blade. You did have a down. choice. You didn't have to give in to evil. You didn't have to burn our stuff down. You have a choice! Sorry. But, of course, he's also being mad. <laughs> like, they're also being mean to him. So, like, nobody is in the right. Right, so now you're being a bully again. Yeah. yeah. But they're right. He did have a choice. He did not have to do that. And now they're saying that, oh, he smells like farts. So they're gonna call him Fart Boy from now on. Of course, yeah. And then Pip goes, oh, they're calling you Fart Boy? Well, they won't call me Fart Boy anymore. Yeah. Now they won't call me that. Uh, and he's just covered in spit. It's, it's so, it's like sad. It's just like, a no I hate bullies. I'm not a bully person. I don't like bullies. Bullies suck. <laughs> Say no to bullies, kids. Hashtag no bullies. <laughs> Shut up. But I mean, this is what little kids do to each other. They're mean to I each hate, other. And they're never... But I mean, mean kids are, I hate them. I hate them. They shouldn't be mean. That's no. just wrong. And they're never going to grow out of it. They're always going to be a bully their entire lives. That's how they work. Probably. Well, I think some people grow out of it. But I think some people They have don't. to be taught, though. Most of them are going to learn, not learn not, and yeah. be a bully their entire lives. Yeah. We go to the bar now and Jesus enters the bar and he confronts everyone because he says yep. that everyone has changed their bets because he went to the bookie. I just, Jesus at the bookie uh, and asking what the bets yeah, look Jesus like. Yeah, Jesus at the bookie sounds hilarious. But he says he that been only, forsaken. only one person is still betting on him. Yep. And Father Maxie is like, oh, you should all Pretends. be ashamed of yourself. Yes, yes, yes. So what? He, it's another commentary there of like the hypocrite that yeah the hypocritic yeah and yeah. he's Jesus is like you changed your bet too <laughs> like it wasn't right. it's not you're you. not the one yeah <laughs> calls him out and he implores them to not put their faith in Satan he says pretty blatantly like if you put your money if you put your faith in the evil one it's going to come back to haunt you like you cannot win doing it that way right. It's always a bet that they can't win. And they're like, oh, we'll change it. You're like, you're right. You've, you've shown us your ways. And as he leaves, they're like, yeah, right. Like, we're going to change our bet. And right. I like him coming back. I in, love this. Because, of course, it's Jesus. He can, you know, he knows what they're saying or whatever. And he goes, right. You're all a bunch of Judases. So yes, he calls I love them that. Out. <laughs> you're all a bunch of Judases. So at this point, Jesus is doubting himself a bit. He really yes. thinks that the town is against him and he's not sure if he really can take him now because of this. And he runs into the boys. He asks the boys if they believe in him. And they're like, yeah, you're the son of God. Of course we believe in you. Right. Even, even Kyle, who is Jewish. And he's like, well, can you help me train? So he's asking for help train. And the boys are like, yeah, we'll help you train, sure. 
Satan is doing a press conference in the meantime, and it's a Don King bit <laughs> because he's like, you know, I'm sick and tired of my fighters being being told they're the cause of all evil and violence and death in the world. Let's just stick to the fight. So it's like a little fun <laughs> cutscene there. Right. I thought so anyway, because it because it is that like you know that Don Kingness of like, oh, you know, let's stick to the fight. Let's stick to the fight here. Right. Satan is saying that he's going to crush Jesus like a bug. That's right. The, that's what he. Of course, he wants. I mean, the that's that's what he's be. going for. He wants to look like the strong one, the tough one, and the one that's going to win. Chef is Jesus's sparring partner, yep. so the the boys got Chef to spar with Jesus, and Jesus or Chef is like, I can't fight <laughs> I Jesus. Can't my mother would never talk <laughs> to me. And Jesus convinces Chef. He's like, No, this is for my own good. Like, we need to do this yeah, I so need that it. I can. Yeah. And Chef is like, Okay, so. But Jesus is a pacifist at this point and like won't hit. Do you think he doesn't even like try to defend himself? Yeah, you don't think so? I like that interpretation. I have another one for during the fight. No, I have another one for during the fight, but I like that thought at first for sure. That he doesn't want to punch back at Chef because he's Jesus, he's a pacifist. He's at this point, because we Yeah. At well, some no, points, I, I think got, he doesn't learn, even... like, fighting techniques. But I, I I, thought he was just kind of, like, more of a pacifist. That's why he isn't strong. That's why he isn't, you know, well, absolutely. Yeah. built for fighting. No, I like that. I was going to say, because later on during the fight, Satan is trying to get Jesus to punch him, and he won't. And that is probably also part of your, your theory here. I was thinking during that fight that he wasn't punching back because he's like, what's the point? No one, I think none of my all. people I think that believe might be in me. Weird. So he's letting yeah. Satan beat the shit out of him. And yeah, I think that is kind of what he says in the in the corner, too. Yeah, but I like your idea. Part of why he's not punching back is because he doesn't believe in it. Like his... Yeah, he's just like, I don't know if I can hit back. Like, yeah, if he's going to defeat Satan, it's not going to be through violence, which is right. interesting. And they're for, kind of forcing his hand. Like, his people are forcing his hand into it. That's also interesting there. But Chef punches him a bit, like he taps him, and Jesus <laughs> falls over because he falls over. Because he's he, 130 pounds. He's small. <laughs> it is Saturday, and it yep. is Cartman's party. It's pretty so, much a carnival. It's, 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 yeah, there are elephants circus, there. There's elephants. There's clowns. There's a Ferris wheel. All of this is somehow in the Cartman's yard. Chef has come to drop off a present for Eric, but he is going to go watch the fight. And he's like, no, stick around, chef. There's a pie or whatever. And Which is chili. Oh, chili. Okay. Yeah. It's and... his favorite type of chili. Yes, because he sees Cartman's mom who <laughs> winks at him. And he's like, oh, all right. I'll stick around. It's my favorite type. Yeah. Pip and Damien are just like on the sidewalk. I like that Pip and Damien are, are hanging out outside yes. of school. Like, it's weird that Damien was like, I'll go hang out with Pip, but whatever. Well, it's the only one that, like, will talk to him. Yeah, Damien is looking for some accept acceptance. Him. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Damien is trying to be accepted. So they're talking about how there's the party going on, and Pip says that sometimes, sometimes I like to go up to the fence and close my eyes and pretend I'm there. He reveals, Pip does, that they used to make fun of the fat boy quite a bit as well, meaning Cartman. Right. But now that he picks on Pip, Pip, they don't pick on him as much. Or they don't pick on him anymore. And that, of course, yeah. gives Damien an idea. That's right. We get to the fight, and we get to the introductions. And the introductions were done by Michael Buffer, 
who is the famous ring announcer guy who used to do the ring announcing for the for boxing events who did the let's get ready to rumble all the time wcw right. brought him in a lot that's where i would always see him because wcw would pay him an ass nine amount of money because it's like he would get like five hundred thousand to like a million dollars every time he said that oh shit. my god yeah it, it was outrageous but they actually got him for this i, wish for I could be Park. like that where i could just say a, like a phrase and then i get a ton of money i know it. I'll just right keep saying that phrase over and over again yeah, i'll tell you whatever me... anybody wants me to yeah it doesn't i would not care <laughs> it would not be a situation like bart with i didn't do it i would be like yes if you're gonna pay me that amount of money to say it every That's time fine. fine i will sell out immediately let's go <laughs> but they get michael buffer to do this and the i like the introductions here because it's it's kind of funny it'll save your christ and yep. in the very black corner, wearing very black trunks, Beelzebub! Yep, I did like that. Yeah, the king of all evil. I couldn't remember. I was like, Beelzebub, I guess, is like one of his names, one too. Because I was like trying to remember, because I'm like, it's Lucifer, it's Beelzebub, it's Satan. Yeah. It's I got think, a lot of names. I think canonically, Lucifer was his angel name. It's, that's his angel name. I don't know where Beelzebub comes from, though. It's uh, in, in demonology, it's a seven deadly sin representing gluttony and envy. Okay. I don't know if that's true. That's I, what, I thought I read that there was a meaning. Hold on. That's what Beelzebub is? So in Hebrew, it means fly lord. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense, though. Lord of the Flies. But yeah, Beelzebub is gluttony, and it's one of the seven demon lords too. So interesting. Yeah. Hmm. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Now we learned something. The people cheer for Satan. Jesus calls them out for it, and then the referee tells them, "No punches below the belt, holding or miracles." <laughs> Damien sure. shows up. Damien shows up at Cartman's, and he says he has a present for him, or he wants to do something special for his birthday. He summons the demons from Ghost <laughs> through his demon powers. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, the they, look, they look a lot like the ghost demons. Absolutely. And, and, he, and they send Pip into the air on fire and then blow him up. Like a firework. Like a yeah. firework. That probably should have been the end for Pip. Like that should have probably think. been the end of him. Yeah. Yeah. But, but they really like this, so they invite him into the party. So Damien has found his way in. He understands the social hierarchy of like how to make himself part of the group. Right. Just find a find a kid worse than you or weirder than you and pick on him. Yeah, that's that's a that's a great it's great advice right there. Great advice. That's how it works. It's definitely how uh, I want to be uh, accepted. That's that's what I would do. Well, it's how Damien would want to be accepted. Satan beats up on Jesus, who won't throw a punch like we discussed, probably because he's being a pacifist, or, like, my interpretation was... And he doesn't was, believe in himself, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't believe in himself. He, the people don't believe so in him, so what's the point? Back to Cartman's. And Cartman is doing a lot of, like, Oh, let's see what Kyle got me. Oh, Stan got me the blue Mega Man. Oh, thank you, Stan. You may now go eat pie, cake, and ice cream now. So he's like being a, yeah. a little obnoxious turd. He's being a little turd. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yep. Oh, I wonder what Stan got me for my birthday party. Oh, look, a blue Mega Man. Thank you, Stan. You may eat pie and cake and ice cream now. And what did Wendy get me? Oh, 
it's the yellow Mega Man. Help yourself to pie, cake, and ice cream, Wendy. Oh, look what Kyle got me. It's a red Mega... Ants in the pants? Ants in the pants? Ants in the pants? Ants in the pants? He has this fit. And he's oh, yeah, the he, absolute fit. He throws Kyle down. He starts slapping him. And Kyle's like, they were all out of the red Mega Man. Because now he's like, how am I supposed to make the Ultra Mega Mega Man without the red Mega Man? I can't. <laughs> so he's pissed off. He gets so mad that he turns the party off quite oh literally. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Literally <laughs> and, pulls the plug on the party. And he tells everybody to go home. And I love, too, that he throws ants in the pants. He's like, take your ants in the pants with you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Rachel, did we ever play Ants in the Pants? I mean, is I feel like I've heard of the game. I don't know if I've ever played it. That's what I'm thinking, too. I kind of want to say that maybe Grandma had it. Maybe. But I don't remember if we played it or not. Like, if anything, it was, like, a, a, a game we've played at, like, the cousin's house as kids, or at, like, grandma and grandpa's, or something. This but I don't pal, think we had I don't it. remember, yeah, I do know we did not have this pal, I don't think, but it looks vaguely familiar. Yeah, So maybe it, it was familiar. something that we've done at some point as a little kid. That but or I, I just remember it from, you know, advertisements on TV. Also possible. But these, like, little pieces... <laughs> do look familiar because like the yeah. idea was let's see what the hell was it freestanding pair of miniature plastic pants several plastic ants the ants are all color-coded each player uses a colored ant when the tail is pressed release, to, like... the ants spring in the air and your objective oh, is to get see. as many ants as possible into the pants yeah i've seen oh, okay. this thing but i don't know if we have ever played it come to think of it yeah, I, I don't feel think like... i've ever played it yeah it does look extremely stupid it looks like it wouldn't work. Well, because it's like you're well, because you 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 make the the ant jump. Yeah, you flick it so that it jumps into the pants. Yeah, I feel, I feel like, like it's like... stuff like people would do with like paper and stuff to get in the cup or something. You know. Yeah. Same idea. Yeah, but it's, it's themed. It's kind of beer pong. It's teaching kids beer pong at an early age. Or quarters, I guess, to be because you're fl I flicking I was thinking it. more quarters. <laughs> but still, uh, same idea. Okay, so that's the end Ants of the Cartman's party. And Damien is like, oh, that kid has some real emotional problems. And Stan's <laughs> like, he's always like this. And right. Chef is like, come on, kids, we can go still see the fight. So they all they all go yes. run over to the fight. And as they go run over to the fight, Pip falls from the air. <laughs> and he's like, oh, what a nice party. Well, he got to be involved. So yeah, he got he to be involved. Happy. So I, and I guess Trey and Matt thought that they still had something for him to do. So they couldn't kill him off quite yet. Actually, yeah. I don't know if Pip ever was Kenny, killed right? off. Yeah, that's probably true. Not. He not probably just like moved. He just, yeah, vanished kind of. As kids do. They just disappear. Jesus is getting creamed at this point. They have a break. So he goes into the corner. It's the end of some round. And yeah. this is but where. Satan does keep saying like, fight back. Like, hit yeah. me. Hit me, hit me. This is where he's talking about what's the point. No one believes in him. His father didn't believe in him. The people don't believe in him. You know, what doesn't Sad. it matter? And Stan gives a very bad motivational speech. It's oh, absolutely. A, it's a very untimely reference for today's day and age, but it was timely at the time. It was timely back then because he's talking <laughs> about Nancy Kerrigan. Rachel, you know the whole Nancy Kerrigan thing, right? 
I think so. Okay, so for those that don't know, for our folks at home that might be younger or not have remembered any of this, the movie I, Tanya covers this entire thing. Ah, yes, yeah, so it is what I was thinking. It is. Yeah, okay. this is the, Nan- the Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding thing, where Nancy Kerrigan was Tanya Harding's biggest rival in the sport of figure skating. Nancy Kerrigan ended up getting clubbed in the knee by Tanya Harding's fiance and friend put up these guys to to do this. She Mm -hmm. claims she didn't, but I think they've kind of all said like, yeah, she didn't know that. Yeah, but they they were trying to like threaten her and stuff like that. But anyway, the whole thing was then it like put people like Tanya Harding was like the white trash girl and Nancy Kerrigan was the was going to bring home the gold and all of this stuff. And then mm-hmm. the, all after all of that drama, they got to the Olympics and neither of them won. The, like right. the, like somebody from China won or something like that. So sure. uh, Nancy Kerrigan only got the silver after all of that. So that's the reference there and why Kyle's like, dude, she didn't win. She got second. And, and so like it's, it's like a bad <laughs> motivational speech. Doesn't play as well today, but in ni- it, February 1998, it, people would have understood that reference. Exactly. So then Stan tries a different tactic. And he says, you know, Jesus, someone once said, don't try to be a great man. Just be a man. And Jesus is like, who said that? And Stan says, you did, Jesus. You. And that encourages him to fight. You know, somebody once said, don't try to be a great man. Just be a man. Who said that? You did, Jesus. You're right, Stan. Thank you, boys. Wow, did he say that in the Bible? No, I saw it on Star Trek. Hmm. But of course, Jesus never said that that was from Star Trek. <laughs> right, of course. But it gave him, it gave him like, oh, you listened to something I said. I think it gave him a little bit more of like a push, you know, that somebody believes in me, I can believe in me. I also thought it there was kind of like a... Like, it's a self-taught lesson. You're, you're right. Like, I am supposed to be the motivation. I am supposed to be the, the savior. The, so, like, right, the I, it, it doesn't matter if everyone forgets me. I have to be... I have to keep going. Yeah. Which is also, you know... Yeah, I, I, I like all of our religious interpretations in this episode, Rachel. <laughs> I didn't think that we were going to have this many, to be honest. Apparently we do. <laughs> what happens is Jesus ducks a couple of punches from Satan, and then he yes. finally... Swings and hits him, and it's just this little tap to the point where, like, even the score kind of goes like, but Satan goes, oh, you got me, and he, like, falls to the ground. And falls over. And takes a dive and and counts him out. So Jesus wins. El sus, el savior, curmise. (laughs) And anyway, Jesus wins. Satan gets back up immediately, and the crowd is like, hey, wait a minute, he, got, he, he took a dive, he got back up right away. Right. And Satan reveals, what, Rachel? Yeah. Who do you think was the only person who bet on Jesus? Uh-huh. Satan. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which I think could kind of also fit into Satan's character. 
you know, when we learn like more about him, I feel like he is kind of like, nah, 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 Jesus can keep that job. I like being like. <laughs> Eventually, he does kind of accept that. Yes. In, yeah. In South Park so it War. almost kind of it kind of works in, yeah. <laughs> with the character, but he is also just being like, hey, I'm taking all your money and leaving. Yeah, I'm it's like this screw really you guys. Wasn't, yeah. I'm going home. Yes, Richard. <laughs> yeah, this was not the real final battle. I just wanted to take all your money, and he does. And right. He, he leaves. <laughs> great yeah he gloats and leaves and the and the people are like that guy is a jerk and <laughs> yeah i love the way that he gloats too he's like ha 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 he like doing like <laughs> arms up in the air and it, like his hooves are out and everything oh yeah it's great and stan gets on the mic and he's like you know jesus warned you guys not to listen and, and believe in satan like he warned you about this and mm-hmm. they're like oh jesus could you ever forgive us and he's like uh, do I have a choice? Like, of course I do. Like, that's that's my job. So that's my uh, whole point is that I can give you forgiveness. Yeah. So at the end, they all forgive, or they're all forgiven by Jesus. Yeah. And then <laughs> Jimbo starts saying that he learned not to bet on evil. So we're gonna we're gonna get the you know I learned something today from Jimbo. Yes. But as he's saying it, there's a look. Ned, there's a duck bill platypus, and it's coming right for us. And he takes out a gun and, and he then shoots boom, Kenny. boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Bye, Kenny. So Kenny gets gunned down. Yeah, I like. I always like these little ones where Kenny gets killed, almost like oh we forgot, and so they like come up with something yes. at the end. But this kind of fit because it's like oh we could have Jimbo shoot him because he's a duckbilled platypus. Because he's duckbilled platypus and he's a hunter. Damien tells the kids that he has to leave because his dad's always on the move, so he has to go do whatever next evil thing he's supposed to do yeah kyle and stan come up with with their what they learned today which is that parents can be cruel and a child really needs security you know which of course is accepted and have security which which then (laughs) cuts immediately to cartman eating all the leftover pie and cake all of them all of the desserts because his mom will not let that go to waste i guess or it's just like or, or he, I guess he's like, he's been just, insistent. I have a feeling he's just been demanding them. And then now he's just over full at this point. Cause he said, demanding no them because pie. he, yeah. Cause he cut the party. Yeah. 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 So now it's he, all he was, his, I'm he's sitting there all mad. Yeah. 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 And he, yes, he says no more pie. And that's the end <laughs> of the episode. So Rachel, what did you think of Damien? So I, I said this at the beginning, I didn't remember this episode, like, at all. Yeah. Like, anything, which was really interesting. And at one point, like, during the fight, I'm like, is did Satan bet on Jesus? Is this, like, a, <laughs> is this like a pulling it over your eyes thing? And then it was. I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. I liked that. So I thought it was kind of interesting, you know. It felt kind of shorter. I don't know why this one felt did short. Did feel breezier. Felt short. Yeah. So just kind of like, boom, there's the, there's the story, there's the mm. message. On we go. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was an interesting one. Yeah, I agree. I always remember this one. I always remember this one being one of the highlights for me from season one. I think it's because of the Omen stuff. And, and I like the idea of Jesus and Satan fighting in a boxing oh, yeah. match. It's, it's great. I think it's pretty good. And like you said, it does feel quick. I think the flow must just be really good in this one that we think it's like faster or something like that. I don't know if it's as good as some of the other episodes of the season. I don't know. We'll see when the rankings come out, but I think it's pretty mm-hmm. good. I was surprised at how much we were able to get out of it with the, our, like, shelf life deep thoughts. 
or shelf life life. yeah (laughs) i i was not i did like forgot that we could probably do that with this but it's very fun and and the boxing match is good so yeah that's pretty solid episode so that was damien we have three episodes left and right quite one quite frankly i can see that the timer's running out so i'm not even gonna wait for that damn music to come because i'm actually paying attention this time okay and here comes Ah. the music so i got it all right fine (laughs) so we have three episodes left next time on shelf life we'll conclude south park season one but until then i've been kevin and i'm rachel oh and there goes the music okay it's too late